Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You see, the usual gang of misfits and dope addicts are here. Because? Well, well Lewis and Linden is wondering. Yes. Lewis and Linden. Is wondering if if we played uh, Nobody Told Me by John Lennon because this is the day he died or the day he was born. Lewis is wondering. It, it, uh, he died in December, I think. Yeah, it would have been his birthday. He, uh, and we played that because I had the vinyl. <laughs> he left that. Uh, that song was, uh, he recorded it, but it was incomplete uh, he, shortly before his death in 1980. Uh, and it wasn't released. It was uh, later completed by Yoko and released as the first single from Lennon and Ono's album Milk and Honey, which came out four years after he was mm. dead. Uh, yeah. And it says the song was originally written for Ringo Starr. And you can hear Ringo singing mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to uh, include on his 1981 album, Stop and Smell the Roses. But when John was killed, uh, Ringo f- didn't think it would be appropriate for him to do it for some yeah. reason. So, so, and then there's a, a promo video for it that I'd love to see. Because in the music video for the song, there these people appear. Phil Spector, George Harrison, Dick Cavett, Fred Astaire, Andy Warhol, and Miles Davis. Wow. I just stare. I, I'll have to find that. Um, yeah, right. a, a music video for that song. All I think I have. It. Ah. I have a vague memory of that video. I don't. I don't recall I ever saw it because it was partially animated. And there's that line: "There's UFOs over New York." And I remember this little flying saucer was on. That's all I remember, mm. though. Yeah, the song is. Uh, uh, it's. Um, Got lyrics refer- refer- referencing a poem that uh, uh, John liked by John Mil- or J. Milton Hayes called The Green Eye of the Yellow Gold. The first line of that poem is, There's a one-eyed yellow idol to the north of Kathmandu. <laughs> and uh, so he sort of riffed on that. And, and then John says he sw- swore he did see a, uh, a UFO yeah. in New York. Yeah. He said, On August 23rd, 1974, at 9 o'clock, I saw a UFO. You mean he saw something he couldn't identify his in the sky? His mm-hmm. girlfriend described the event uh, in her book, Loving John. Ju- May Pang was his girlfriend at the time. said they both saw a saucer-shaped object surrounded by blinking white lights gliding through the skies. That's what they saw. You know, he did and, the drugs. And, <laughs> and you know, you can, you can try and make this as prosaic as you want, Gina. <laughs> I prefer to think of it as, as a wonderful moment in his life. Okay. <laughs> with his girlfriend May Pang while they were both high as kites. <laughs> you know, with the drugs. Yeah, with, with, the, with the drugs. That's okay. The drugs. With the drugs, but your comment, 
You mean he saw something he couldn't describe? That's what a UFO mm-hmm. is. That's, that's, that's unidentified. You can't identify it. You, you you are making it prosaic. We don't call them UFOs anymore. No, it's uh, what is it now? IEPs or IUDs or yeah, I don't think they're IEPs. OMDs or something like that. Unexplained aerial uh, aer- phenomenon? Aer- aerial phenomenon. UAF is that it? No, that's that's the UAP. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, phenomenon. Wow. F, Gina, you know. Yeah. Uh, is it UAP? It's I, one of them days. I think it is. Anyway, uh, John Lennon, he, it was, uh, man, I, I just, I won't ever really quite get over. That's one of those deaths that really shook where, me. Where were you when you I was at, uh, I was at the KJQ uh, AM radio station. Uh, it was, uh, I hadn't been working there very long, and I was not intending to stay either. <laughs> I started working at KJQ in Ogden in 1980, when, the, so, so uh, I'd been there a few months, almost 12 months, because it was December, mm-hmm. as I recall. I, wa- I want to say December 10th, but I'm not positive. I think you're right about that. And, uh, 8th. December 8th. And, um... I uh, I was not really a you know a big part of the station at that time. I was just you weren't Bill Allred then. No, I was nobody, <laughs> and I wasn't. I was intending to go be somebody somewhere else and not be stay there being nobody. You weren't saying, "Don't you know who I am?" At that time, no, not at all. <laughs> uh, but the the morning guy uh, had me help him prepare a big John Lennon. Tribute sort of thing. With he he wrote a bunch of stuff. He was a very talented guy for the most part. He wrote a bunch of stuff, strung a bunch of songs together, and uh, did a pre- just on an AM station yeah. in Ogden. AM fourteen ninety KJQ in Ogden. Check it out. And it was uh, it was actually a very popular station in Ogden. <laughs> very popular because that's the only place it broadcast was in Ogden. And, uh, what about the AM? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was run by Tom Greenlee, and I, I'll, I'll for, be forever grateful that I didn't have to work for Tom uh, after uh, a while when it was getting too strange. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I nobody Tom told a lot. you there'd be days like these, Bill. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a great time in uh, Utah County. What'd you do? Well, the- we can oh. talk about that coming up. Okay. I'm uh, a lot of a lot of you Spanish farks. A lot of Spanish Forkians. <laughs> I guess that's what you would say, isn't dons. it? Dons. Uh, a lot of Dons. A lot of Spanish Fork people yeah. uh, came to see me, and uh, all very, very nice, and uh, I, they gave me gifts. And They gave you gifts? Yeah, I'll tell you about it coming You're up. supposed to give them gifts. I did. Key tags and fun. I did. He gave uh, them the gift of fun. <laughs> gift. One, one, one kid about eight years old uh, want, spun the wheel and won a shot glass, uh-huh. and, and his mother said, I don't think that's appropriate. You can put anything you want I said, in you that. don't have to put liquor in it. And she came back later and said, you know, uh, it's, I just, he's, that, that's not my son. It's a, I mean, oh. He's just here with me, and I didn't want that, him to go home with that and think I his see. mother would think that yeah. I thought it was okay. I'm going to take it home, <laughs> But uh, what was funny was uh, said. I don't think that's appropriate. And some little kids said, "Well, Dad could use it." <laughs> there you go. Yep. Uh, our uh, our attorney Ed Brass, who will be here for very important sports yeah, later, seven o'clock. Uh, to speaking about how he learned that John Lennon died, he said uh, during Monday Night Football, Howard Cosell announced. That's right. It. Mm. I think that's probably how I found out too. Yeah, I think I was at the radio station. I. I 
what what time of the day was it? It must have been in the evening. Yeah, he died was, at ten, like eleven o'clock at yeah, night. It was, so it was in I, the evening, yeah. Uh, so I was probably there because I worked the over. I think I was still working overnight then. And uh, anyway, it was uh, it was, and I think the morning guy called me. Said, "I'm coming in. We're going to do put, put something together, and you're going to help me." Okay, okay. He was the he was the morning guy who said to me after my first night there. Uh, you know, some people just aren't cut out to be in radio. <laughs> and I sort well, of. Well, he's right. Yeah, he he meant me because I did. I was a, I screwed the first night I was there. I screwed it up really bad. Mm-hmm. But so he comes in six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, well, some people just aren't cut out yeah. to be in radio. Where's he now? That's what I dead. He dead. Dead. He dead. Dead. Too bad. You know who else is dead? John Lennon. It's his birthday today. <laughs> oh, look what you did yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Bringing it right around. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, yeah, my, uh, we should be home. We shouldn't be here today. Oh, you mean it's a holiday? Yeah. yeah. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Yeah. So it's, the liquor store is closed. The kids have school. They don't have they school. They do? Oh, yeah. I was mm-hmm. counting on them not having school. No, they have school. I yeah. mean, mine do. I don't know about all the kids. but. Hmm. Well, there's a check-in possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, should we take a break? Certainly. And then we'll... Oh, yeah. Wait for that. Yes. This has been Farting Around with Carrie, Bill, and Gina on X96, Radio from Hell. There you go. All right. Let's take a break, and then we'll come back, and you can check in with us if you'd like. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly... It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Let's get this over with. Okay, and then we'll uh, go to your check-ins as soon as we officially begin the show. I think there are lines open. Gina? The Wasatch Reptile Expo is back October 14th and 15th at the Utah State Fair Park. Check out thousands of reptiles and amphibians. Admission is only $10. Kids four and under are free. Get tickets and more at WasatchReptileExpo.com. It's a a waning crescent moon, just 23.5% of full. It will set today. It looked really nice in the eastern sky this morning, a little crescent moon, and then down below at Venus, Mm -hmm. really bright in the sky. Uh, it will set today at 5.03 p.m., today being Monday. It's the ninth day of October in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ, 2023. It's National Moldy Cheese Day. Ooh, a day to celebrate moldy. moldy cheeses like Roquefort, Camembert, Brie, Blue, Gorgonzola, Maytag Blue, Gorgonzola, Stilton, Roquefort. The best blue cheese in the world, judged by blue cheese experts, is Rogue River Blue, made by the Rogue Creamery in Central Point, Oregon been declared the best cheese in the world at the 2019 cheese award did you have some cheese in oregon i did not have any cheese in oregon it's columbus day 
Yeah. It's Indigenous I, Peoples Day. I, I, I'll get to it. I didn't know this. Okay. Following a lynching, so we've been celebrating Columbus Day since 1792, 400 years after Columbus or something like that. Uh, following a lynching in 1792 in New Orleans, where a mob had murdered 11 Italian immigrants, President Benjamin Harrison declared Columbus Day as a one-time national celebration. This was part of a larger effort after the lynching incident to placate Italian Americans and ease diplomatic tensions with Italy. Hmm. Now, Columbus was a brute yeah. who was only in it for the money. He cut the hands off of approximately 10,000 natives in Haiti and the Dominican Republic because they didn't give him enough gold every three months. He punished minor offenses by cutting off people's noses and people's ears. Columbus and his crew hunted natives for sport and released them to hunting dogs to be ripped apart. That's Christopher Columbus. It is Indigenous People Day because of all of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, the show that would never work outside of no. Utah is about to begin. Its success has been called a fluke by more than one radio executive, <laughs> but so far, we've outlasted them. It's the morning show that has driven nail after nail into the coffins of morning shows from out of town. Yeah, that's true. That's the kind of fluke we are. Yeah. We're Radio from Hell, starring the Lords of Morning Radio, Kerry Jackson. Thank you. I'm Bill Allred. That's Gina Barberi, and that's no fluke. Nope. Katie, for short, is our fine producer, and we have Dawson and Macy here, I would assume, helping out as well. Yes. All right. Let's uh, begin uh, with uh, Tom is here. Hello, Tom. What's up? You're in Salt Lake? Hello. Good morning, everybody. I'm an all-time listener. Okay. What's up? I've been with you guys from the beginning. I'm I just checking in to okay. tell you that I had a new granddaughter. Oh. And... She's fantastic. How so what, just got uh, the what, weekend babysitting kids and uh, what's her name? Astrid. 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 Ah, and yes. congratulations! How many grandkids is that, Tom? I now have uh, five. Uh, one boy, and the rest are girls. Wow! Oh, nice. Well, I yeah. and you enjoy babysitting. No. Thanks for thanks for being honest about that, Tom. No. Yeah, I, really, I, I yeah. you know, I needed to call you guys this morning to check in and that I'm okay and if we didn't have you guys, it would be like everybody else, so you're not a fluke. <laughs> okay. All right, All right. Thanks, thanks, Tom. Tom. We Thank appreciate you, Tom. it, Tom. Congratulations. Thank you. All right. See, See you later. Bye Okay, let's go to Aaron. Hello, Aaron. Aaron is apparently cruising along the Bangor Freeway. What's going on? Hey, good morning, my misfits of Morning Radio. Good morning. Um, good morning. No, I'm just taking a, uh, one of the passengers from Daybreak down to the airport, and I just want to give a shout-out to the those early morning joggers in Daybreak. These <laughs> wear a light. Yes. Please stop <laughs> running in the street. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, Bill complains about that kind of thing all yeah. the time. People wearing all black and out running in the dark. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, I th- exactly. I think and, there are plenty yeah. of places out there. I'm sure there are jogging paths out mm-hmm. there. Use those. That's the kind of yeah. There, there are tons of jogging paths out here. Yeah. So. And, and shout out to the lady that's watching soccer. She's driving down the Bangor Freeway. Don't do that. Five miles an hour. Man, tell her it's a it's a crazy Monday morning. Well, be careful. Tell her very important sports. We'll cover that for her coming up at the watch. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right. Bye bye. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, Siege checking in from Clearfield on my way to staff to make hospital. I'm guessing voice to voice text. Voice to text, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. MedTech M checking in. Nice and quiet at the federally funded hospital up the hill, but grieving the loss of my poor kitty on Friday. Aww. Oh, That's too bad. Bruce Wayne was the cat's name. Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> uh, Liza checking in. Granite has school today. Short week, though. Off Thursday and Friday. Hmm. And next Monday. It's fall break. For yeah. fall break. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, see, I got my days mixed up. My kids get one day for fall break. That's mm. it. Uh, let's see. Checking in this morning. Hard to start the car without car keys. Yeah, that is difficult. Johnny B. Checking in. Girlfriend and I spent the weekend showing four of our British friends around Utah. Yesterday involved some trap shooting in Menden. They want to be on my team during the zombie apocalypse oh. now. <laughs> Joe Dirt checking in. It was great seeing Bill at the Rock and Mineral Show in Spanish Fark on Saturday. Did, did yeah. you see Joe Dirt? I did indeed. He told me a story that, about uh, how, how I gave him some prizes 15 years ago, which I really had zero memory of. Well, of you've given lots of people lots of prizes. I have. The amount of key tags and fun, Bill. <laughs> I know. That you have spread. I know. Over the, the years. Joy. You're not going to remember. It's too many to count. Yeah. Rebel Rabbit checking in. Dank the Donut Delivery Dude checking in. Well, deliver some our way. Heather, Louise, Joaquin, and Clementine the Cat checking in from Harrisburg, PA. Uh, Let's see. uh, So. Oh, I met a guy at the the remote in Spanish Fork. Uh, I think his name is Chris. He was wearing a a great shirt. It had a giant potato on it, and and it said, uh, a potato. And it was apparently a Stephen Colbert thing. A uh-huh. potato. And, but he said he was Twitter friends with Ra- Raul Montemayor okay. in, in Texas. Oh. Yes. And uh, I said, so is, is he from Utah and he's now in Texas? He said, no, I think he found you. He lives in Texas and he found you in Texas. He's probably mm-hmm. listening right now. Good morning, Raul. If he's not listening now, he will be at 7. <laughs> Very important Very sports. important sports. Um, so here's the here's thing. What? You know, what? We all... Make fun of the pumpkin spice latte. Yes. Yes. I realized yesterday, I had to run to the store real quick, and and in the Macy's, they just put in a new Starbucks there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. I realized as I was walking past it, because I don't go to Starbucks, I've never had a pumpkin spice latte. Ever? Ever. Mm. So, should I be making fun of it? Because you don't know from what you Because I don't know from what it is. No. Well, I uh, maybe it's a transcendent, wonderful thing or something. I don't know. The way the, the way I think about this is that um, I, I don't remember if I, I think I've had one, but it's not the point of just that particular pumpkin spice thing. It's pumpkin spice everything that drives me crazy. Why does it drive you crazy? I don't know. It's just it's just too much. It's just it's delicious. I yeah. It, it, Are they? Yeah, it's, okay. it's not. It's all right. It's just like cinnamon and clove. You like those things? I do. That's all it is. It'll. I mean, it tastes fine. <laughs> it's good. Nutmeg? You like nutmeg? I do. What's that? Oh, you know, but you now you got pumpkin spice toothpaste and pumpkin spice shoe inserts and shoe inserts. pumpkin spice toast and uh, you know, it's just it's I just it's crazy. I just realized I've never had a pumpkin spice I, latte. I heard it explained that one of the reasons people like it, here comes some liberal climate change stuff. Okay. 
our cues that the seasons are changing mm-hmm. used, used to be it's cooler. Yeah. It's rainy. It's so so here we are. Helps. It's going to be it's going to be close to 80 degrees today. But if I but if I smell pumpkin spice, it reminds me that it's fall. Oh, that's what fall's supposed to smell like. It's like Pavlov's dogs. That's what we are. It doesn't feel like fall, but it, it smells like fall. And brass weighing in. It's half a cup of sugar soaked in mediocre coffee and pumpkin spices. Yeah, there you go. I just, I've never had one, so I'm wondering if maybe I need to have one. Yeah, just hey, you got to have one. you got to have one this instant. <laughs> the pumpkin spice ice cream and pumpkin spice... It's Cheerios. Cheerios mm-hmm. and pumpkin spice this and... Pu- it, it's just, it's it's a marketing ploy of to get people to buy all of this stuff. Yes. And you're suckers. Uh, you're not a sucker if it's delicious. See, that's, I think I need yeah, to have one. I think I, you a, should try A pumpkin one. spice beefsteak. Hey, lords and lady, it's Joe and Jen from the Holiday Harmon's Market. Just wanted to check in from, uh, see, then people text and it pushes it down. Check in from the High Uintas. It's beautiful up here. Ah, I bet it's chilly. Day. I'll bet it's, yeah, I'll bet it's cold. Uh, try a pumpkin spice chai tea. Yeah. If you're a fan of the chai tea, it's the mm-hmm. best flavor to have. That's I, I have had that as well. Quick Quack Car Wash now has pumpkin spice car wash. Oh, jeez. <laughs> See? It's just... I think this smells good. Your car will smell good. Colonel Coffee Bean checking in. Pumpkin spice latte, you're speaking my language now. <laughs> uh, do you have the same reaction about peppermint everything at Christmas? Yeah, it's the same thing. It, uh... Well, I hate walking into the grocery store and those damn pine cones, those that just the assault scented, your scent, scented yeah, cones that just assault your mm. your your uh-huh. uh, olfactory pathways. Just <laughs> bah humbug. Bah, that's what I was. That's perfect. <laughs> Every day, we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Uh, right now, it's uh, Big Boy News and Opinuendo. Right after that, we dive right into Frank Christ Presents. They're fine. They're just fine. Our dead celebrity game will present to you four celebrity names. Three of them are fine. One of them dead. Pick the dead one correctly, and you will win a fabulous prize. Tickets to Red Butte's Botanical Gardens. Nice. Red Butte tickets, 877-602-9696. Line up when you want. The sooner, the better. The sooner you line up, the better your chances of playing and winning. Frank Christ presents, they're fine, they're just fine, at 877-602-9696.
Big Boy News Now, brought to you by... Become a nurse in just 32 months at Nightingale College, blending online classes with on-ground supervised field experience, virtual college, actual nursing. Start your nursing journey at nightingale.edu. Now accepting enrollment for spring semester. Tragedy. He was one of a kind and original. He will be missed. Murray Stetson has died. Murray Stetson, the unassuming leader of a cocktail renaissance, he was 74 years old. Murray didn't look like a revolutionary, balding Mm -hmm. and slightly stooped, the son of a small-town grade school principal. He spent decades quietly making cocktails at bars around Seattle, honing his classic unfussy style. He favored regulars over celebrities, steady work over flair, handwritten notes over email, He shunned attention even as his fame grew alongside the rise of craft cocktails in the 2000s. And when he was named the best bartender in America in 2010 by Tales of the Cocktail, an annual conference in New Orleans, he refused to go to the ceremony. He said he had a shift to fill. (laughs) (laughs) I have drinks to mix. And yet the cocktail renaissance of the last 20 years would be unthinkable without Mr. Stetson. Wow. Stenson is his name. Stenson, who died on September 22nd at his home in Seattle. He was 74. Isn't that, isn't that, you know. Does he have a a signature cocktail? uh, It uh, it doesn't say here. Hmm. Um, That's, um, I think that's a a sort of a truncated cocktail. Version of the story. Let me see if it says here. Uh, he was known above all for resurrecting a foreign pre-prohibition cocktail called The Last Word, made with equal parts gin, lime juice, green chartreuse, and maraschino liqueur. Mm. He discovered it in a 1951 cocktail book and added it to his menu, and within a few years it had not only spread nationwide, but had become an archetype for a whole genre of modern classic cocktails like the Paper Plane and the Gin Blossom. So... Okay. He did his research. Marie Stetson. Well, now we move on to far more serious matters. Uh, The Israeli government has officially announced a state of war and authorized significant military steps in response to Hamas's unexpected assault, according to the Associated Press. The military escalated its efforts to remove remaining fighters in southern towns and increased its airstrikes on the Gaza Strip on Sunday. The casualty count surpassed... A thousand fatalities and left thousands injured on both sides. Israel has seen a staggering toll of at least 700 deaths, while over 400 have been killed in Gaza. Uh, And there is no doubt that there are Americans who have been killed in this action. Saturday morning, Hamas hit Israel with a surprise attack. They launched thousands of rockets and took in Israeli captives, including women, children, and the elderly. Israeli Prime Minister... Benjamin Netanyahu has declared war against the Palestinian military group, uh, and he has called for a mass army mobilization. Um, it's it is it's a it's a it, this can only get worse. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how it can do anything but get worse. Uh, there are people calling for the entire the eradication of the Palestinian state. It's and and. Hamas, by doing this, they have killed innocent people, and they are responsible now for the, the deaths of, of innocent people on their side. Men, women, and children who just are trying to live in, in, in Palestine. Well, there isn't really a Palestine. There's, well, yeah. that's the whole point. Well, the, in what would be Palestine, yeah. in the Gaza and all of that. 
it the 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 talking heads that I've heard over the weekend are all saying the same thing that it's surprising that Israel was surprised. Yeah, yeah. well, like they this because it was a massive mm-hmm. attack. They've been having trouble in Israel. Netanyahu is a he's turd. A, yeah, he's not and, the best. And uh, uh, they, they've been they've been trying to take away all of the power of the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. and the army has been against that. Yeah, and the, the army has been sort of on strike a lot of times. Uh, and it was it's a moment of weakness the, israel is uh, their army is at a moment of weakness mm-hmm. they're not organized well that's... and they haven't trained well and uh that's how that happened uh it, it was astonishing i think just a few hours after it happened i wa- walked into the into the liquor store and uh in the avenues and i bought something and as i was leaving the the, the clerk said have a drink for for the people being killed in the, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, he said it's just it's a bloodbath and it's horrible and just ha- have a drink and ha- raise a toast and hope it stops. Yeah, it's it's not on it, all all sides. And I can't I can't see that it's gonna. Yeah, it's it's not gonna de-escalate anytime soon. I'm afraid. And then also powerful earthquakes killed at least two thousand people in western Afghanistan. According to a Taliban government spokesman, it's one of the deadliest earthquakes to strike the country in two decades. The figures couldn't be independently verified, but if correct, the toll would eclipse that of an earthquake that hit eastern Afghanistan in June of 2022, striking a rugged mountainous region, flattening stone and mud brick homes and killing at least a thousand people then. Saturday's magnitude 6.3 earthquake hit a far more densely populated area near Afghanistan's fourth largest city, uh, which is called Herat. It was followed by strong aftershocks. And uh, here in uh, Utah, I don't understand this picture. I wonder if we have it. It's about the oil spill at the Grand Staircase Escalante. Uh, crude oil from a well operated by Citation Oil and Gas Corporation oh, is, is pictured in Alvey Wash, the Grand Staircase ah. and Escalante National Monument. Uh, there is a lot of oil there. I don't believe it's explained in the story why there is a can of Rainier beer <laughs> sitting there near the oil spill. I just is it giving you uh, perspective? Perspective? I don't know. On a clear September day, a hiker exploring Alvi Wash in Grand Staircase came across this discovery. Pools of what appeared to be crude oil. Indeed, it was crude oil. Mm. The hiker was looking at some roughly 163 barrels of oil and over 6,200 barrels of produced water that spilled from a well operated on U.S. Forest Service land nearly 17 miles upstream. It's not the first spill reported by the operator, Citation Oil and Gas Corporation, which over the last 35 years has had over 20 spills on its facilities in the Upper Valley near the border of Grand Staircase Escalante. Just last year, nearly 400 barrels of crude oil spilled from one of Citation's pipelines. In 2014, the U.S. Forest Service reported two spills from the same company, and yet we allow them to continue to operate. Yeah. You know what do- doesn't spill? Sunshine. <laughs> it makes it makes the, uh, the whales crazy, <laughs> the wind, though, the those wind, winds. And they, they cause wind. cancer. The wind causes cancer. It's, oh, uh, man, it's just... And here, um, another wonderful story. Uh, a man was arrested Friday after police in this was in Lehigh after police say he admitted to killing his wife by repeatedly beating and strangling her. Police were called to the home where a woman said her sister was covered in blood and appeared to be dead. Officers arrived, confirmed the victim was dead. Police said the victim's husband, 86-year-old, 
Ronald J. Morgan was covered in blood and made the excited utterance that he had killed her. He was excited as he was taken into the ambulance to be treated for his own injuries. Well, he said Morgan saw his wife's family gathered and yelled at them that he had killed her. So apparently he was proud of it. He was uh, really proud of it. Can you find some other thing to end this This is interesting. <laughs> uh, how much time do we have here? Uh, you, you have plenty of time. That's okay. the thing. We're, uh... Uh, U.S. forensic anthropologist has confirmed that human remains discovered by construction crews in Providence, Utah, on Tuesday are originating from the Pioneer era. Oh. Uh, Cache County Sheriff's Office deputies responded to reports of remains being found by the Grand Johnson Construction Crews in Providence, the deputy coordinated with the state of Utah forensics anthropologist to determine that the bones were indeed human. Now, that means all work, whatever they're building there or doing there, has to stop, uh, and then it has to be investigated by the um, uh, state's forensic anthropologist. Uh, Crocs (laughs) are releasing cowboy Crocs. Are you going to get some? You're a fan. No. No. Crocs are known for their bold and creative designs, which have gained popularity with consumers through the years. But the company's latest offering may be its most innovative product to date. The Colorado-based footwear company is unveiling the new Crocs Classic Cowboy Boot to celebrate what they're calling Croctober. Uh. The new black and white boot features a high-shine embroidered texture with a Western-inspired stitching complemented by metallic gibbets charms and a first-of-its-kind spinnable spur charm on the back strap of the shoe as the crocodile mascot is displayed with his own cowboy hat. Well, if anything can save the Ron DeSantis campaign, it's these. I wish wish we had a picture of them there. They're pretty pretty, uh, fantastical-looking. Yeah, they're, they're pretty ugly. Uh, let's see, uh, Utah's favorite Halloween candy. All right. What do you? What would you say? Reese's. Uh, no. No? It's now, my favorite Skittles. Halloween candy. Uh, let's see. Uh, Utah's fond of its uniqueness when compared with other states, and it's possible many will believe the state took things a little too far when it came to Halloween candy. After a year ruled by Tootsie Pops, the new survey from CandyStore.com shows that candy corn. No. Candy corn is the beehive state's most popular Halloween candy. I, I disagree. Forget Hershey. Well, this is, then you you should have been in the survey. <laughs> um, I'm never in the survey. Forget Hershey Kisses, <laughs> Snickers bars. No. Tootsie Pops was number one in Utah I don't, the last time they checked. I don't understand that either. Uh, here are the, the candy corn didn't rank the best in any other state other than Utah. It did make the national top ten. Here are the national top ten. Okay. Uh, number ten, Snickers. Number nine, Hershey's Mini Bars. Number eight, Candy Corn. So it's on the national list. Mm-hmm. Uh, number seven, Hershey's Kisses. Number six, Starburst. Number five, Sour Patch Kids. Really? Number four, Skittles. Number three, Hot Tamales. Number two, M&M's. And number one, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. It's the only thing I agree with on this whole list. Well, I think you need to write a sternly worded email to. to the can- candystore.com. All right, that's it. There he is. Good morning, Frank. Oh, good morning. Did you have a nice weekend? Well, yes, other than the cocktail guy. I oh, had the bar. To take what about Dick Butkus? You took him. Well, I, I took Dick Butkus, ago. yeah. Okay. We talked about it on Friday. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was very heavy. He was heavy. <laughs> uh, Frank Christ is a grim reaper, and his specialty, I guess you would say, yeah. his, his curse, maybe, 
It is. Is to reap the souls of celebrities, and, and that's awful to, for Frank. And learn to lift with the back. <laughs> you can't. When you get those sports figures. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Frank is, uh, he has to take the souls of celebrities, and he, <laughs> he he doesn't like to do that because, well. I love our precious celebrities, yeah. don't you? Yes. <laughs> oh, Don't you want to be just like yes. them? Yes. Everything they say don't, and do is right. Don't you wish you could be like, I know there's a uh, a reaper who has to reap the, the souls of plumbers. Wouldn't that be... <laughs> Wouldn't that be good? Everything plumbers do and say yeah. is right. Well, what's, what's I don't name? know about that. <laughs> <laughs> what's his name? I can't think of. The, 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 the plumber reaper. I, oh, it's a Luigi. Luigi. <laughs> Luigi Chris. Luigi Chris. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Frank. He has, a, he has a weird, you know, you know how we all have the robes. He has an opening, right? About oh, it's right like there? a plumber's crack. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. you can see. Yeah. Uh, you can see where it would have been. Where it would have been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he sees his pelvic. Oh, uh, uh, Frank! Frank has joined us here in the studio uh, to play a game we call Frank Chris Presents. They're fine. They're just fine. Frank has brought in a list of uh, four actors in this case, and three of the actors well, three on this of them list. Are fine. I, I checked on them on the way here. But one of them, Frank has claimed, oh. and it is a listener's job, a contestant's job, <laughs> to figure out who that is and what's the uh, name of the contestant. Tom is here. Tom, good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm fine. Just fine. Yes, Thank you. Yes, you are. You're fine. All right, Tom, are you ready to go? Uh, absolutely. Okay, I'm going to read you these actors' names, and you tell me which one is dead. Because it's Columbus Day, Ugh. these are actors who've been in movies about explorers. Okay. Uh, number one, W. Earl Brown. He played Kenny the cameraman in Scream and Dan Doherty on the uh, HBO series Deadwood. He's appeared in films like Backdraft, The Master, Being John Malkovich. He plays a farmer in Wild, the movie about Cheryl Strayed, who set off to find herself by exploring the Pacific Crest Trail. Number one, W. Earl Brown. Number two, Gerard Depardieu, known to be one of the most prolific actors in film history. He's completed over 250 films. He's received acclaim for his performances in The Last Metro, for which he won the César Award for Best Actor, and Cyrano de Bergerac, for which he won Best Actor Award at the Cannes Film Festival. In the movie 1492, Conquest of Paradise, he plays Christopher Columbus. Number two, Gerard Depardieu. Number three, Treat Williams. He rose to fame with starring roles in two films, the musical Hair and Steven Spielberg's 1941. Oh, he's great he, in that. He's best known to television audiences for his portrayal of Dr. Andy Brown in the WB series Everwood. Williams starred in many films throughout his career, with credits including Prince of the City, Once Upon a Time in America. He's in the movie 127 Hours, about desert explorer, and some say fool, Aaron Ralston. <laughs> Number three, Treat Williams. And number four, Jill St. John, best known for playing Tiffany Case, the first American Bond girl of the James Bond film franchise in Diamonds Are Forever. Additional performances in film include Holiday for Lovers, Tender as the Night, Come Blow Your Horn. She's in a movie called The Lost World. The plot of the film revolves around the exploration of a plateau in Venezuela inhabited by cannibals, dinosaurs, carnivorous plants, and giant spiders. Number four, Jill St. John Tom. Which one of those actors is dead? 
I believe it's uh, Treat Williams. You are correct. Re- recently died did. this year. Yeah. Um, injuries suffered in a motorcycle crash. Treat Williams, number three. Jill St. John is 83, Frank. Oh, I'm going to keep an eye on her. Yes, yeah, so you should. And Gerard Depardieu is Ugh. 74. He's be really yeah, heavy. Yeah, take him, Frank. I'm going to call on. in sick <laughs> that day. I'll tell you. Heavier than Dick Butkus. Oh, I'll say. <laughs> All right. Oh, well. Yes? <sighs> John Lennon's birthday today, of course. Yeah. You took him along to... Oh, Frank, 1980, you, got I had to, to, you got to meet John I Lennon. I did. I had to take him. Jackson Brown is 75 today. Another uh, wife beater. I'll <laughs> take a look at him. Oh, Sharon Osbourne's 71. Ah, well... Oh, but Tony Shalhoub is 70. I'm going to go and check on Monk. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye, Frank. Uh, <laughs> who is the sponsor for uh, Very Important Sports? If you're into magic... Dungeons and Dragons or Pokemon. Haster has it. Haster also has dice, miniatures, lots of entertaining board games. Go check them out. Haster Games located at 6831 South State. Open Monday through Sunday. Get store hours and more at HasterGames.com. This is some very important music <laughs> for very important sports. I'm feeling important. You know what this is? No, I've heard it. It's it's the original one of the original Monday Night Football themes. <laughs> well, since I'm old enough to have heard it from the get go, <laughs> I knew it was familiar. <laughs> Edward K. Brass, Mr. Amy Donaldson is here with very important sports. <laughs> Welcome to the uh, it's a holiday and I should be asleep in bed edition of very important sports. Yes. For Pittsburgh listener and first chair French horn in the Pittsburgh Symphony, Mauricio Paez. <laughs> and San Antonio listener and F1 pace car driver in the Las Vegas Grand Prix. And I see the people who live around there are already complaining about the changes in traffic patterns uh-huh. for that. It's still a month away. <laughs> Raul Montemayor, who is a real person yes. who lives in Texas and has never been to Utah. The Qatar Airways Grand Prix, oddly enough, in Qatar, most recently the home of the World Cup, where it was too hot to play soccer. Uh, first place, cartoonish pumpkin-headed villain Max Verstappen from the <laughs> Netherlands. Second place, Oscar Piastri from Australia. Third, Lando Norris, Great Britain. Fourth, George Russell, Great Britain. Fifth, T.E. Lawrence from Great Britain. It was another bleak day for Sir Lewis Hamilton, who was in a wreck on the first lap on the first turn, trying to force his car through a narrow gap. Since this is uh, Indigenous Peoples Day, last year we talked about one of the great athletes of all time, Jim Thorpe, Uh my high school teammate. This year it's Billy Mills. Mr. Mills, whose birth name is, and I'm going to butcher this, Tamakahoche Tahila, which means respects the earth, is an Ogallala Sioux born on the Pine Ridge Reservation in 1938. He attended Kansas on a cross-country scholarship and was an All-American three times. His team won the 1959 and 1960 NCAA track championship. In 1964, while a first lieutenant in the United States Marine Corps on the cusp of Vietnam, he tried out for the U.S. Olympic team in the 10,000 meters in the marathon. In the 10,000 qualifier, he qualified for the Olympics on the U.S. team because we weren't that great. But he finished a full minute behind the first place finisher in the qualifier. In the Olympics, he ran, he was nowhere to be in terms of a favorite. Five more people favored ahead of him. Uh, He ran a full 50 seconds faster than he'd ever run before and set an Olympic record and won the gold medal Mm. when he barely qualified for the team. 
Wow. After that, he found uh, Running Strong for American Indian Youth, which is this is a sustenance organization. They provide food, water, oh. uh, self-esteem for American Indian youth. Uh, oh. President Obama gave him the Citizen Medal, the Presidential Citizen Medal in 2012. He has type 2 diabetes. He's still alive, and he uh, assists other people who have type 2 diabetes. So that's Billy Mills, our indigenous, indigenous athlete for uh, 2023. Thank you. In football, Major League Soccer, RSL 2, Kansas City 3, RSL 6th in the West, three points over 7th place Portland. Next up, they play the Rockies on Saturday in Colorado. Uh, yeah, well, Rockies are baseball teams, so never mind. They play somebody from Colorado. <laughs> are they going to play a baseball team? That would be pretty cool. You know, well, it that. might be more fair. Uh, in the Premier League, Kerry Jackson's yes. Arsenal 1, Manchester City 0. Big upset. Uh, the the Table is Tottenham first place, Arsenal second, Man City third, Liverpool fourth. For Oregon listener and veteran of the Cold War in Germany, Dan Paget, Bundesliga standings, <laughs> Bayer Leverkusen three, Cologne nothing, Bayern Munich three, Freiburg zero, Leverkusen is in first place, VFB Stuttgart is in second place, third is Bayern Munich, fourth is Dortmund. By the way, Colorado's is the Rapids. Yeah, Rapids. I, I, I should know that because because of Lagoon and getting wet on the <laughs> god awful yeah. ride. Yeah, catching pneumonia. <laughs> anyway, uh, in the WNBA game one of the finals, Utah Stars, now known as the Las Vegas Aces, ninety nine, the New York Liberty eighty two. They crushed the Liberty. They're up one to nothing. In Major League Division Series, best of five, the Phillies three, Atlanta nothing, the Phillies lead one to nothing. Arizona Diamondbacks 11, LA Dodgers two, Arizona leads the Dodgers one to nothing. We'll come back to that in a minute since okay. I'm predicting they win the World Series. Ah, okay. The American League, the Texas Rangers beat the Orioles 11 to eight, the Rangers are up two to nothing, the Minnesota Twins six, the Houston Colt 45, Cheaters two, <laughs> that's tied one to one. This is what's not cool about baseball. These these teams, like the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks, are wildcard teams. They play a 162-game season, and these folks can eliminate teams like Tampa Bay that opened the season to win 23 straight games uh, just by getting hot in a, in, in a one-game series, let alone a three-game best-of-three series. That doesn't seem real fair to me no, if you're no. a fan of one of these teams. In college football, number 16, Utah was up. Next week, they play the uh, University of California Hippies here at Rice Stadium at 1 p.m. Uh, Utah's 4-1 and one and 5th in the Pac-12. And, and like I said, they're up to number 16. BYU is also off. Next up for them is TCU in Fort Worth, Texas, home of bar- barbecue, uh, 13-year-old drinking, and 100-mile-an-hour speed limits. Yeah. Yeah. B- BYU is 4-1. and one. And ask Mr. Montemayor, I know... San Antonio's far away, but he'll confirm that for you. BYU's 4 and 1, 8th in the Big 12. Utah State, 44. Colorado State, 24. USU is 3 and 3, and 6th in the Mountain West. Next, they play uh, Kevin McCarthy's team, Fresno State, Friday night in Fresno. Weber State, 10. Northern Arizona, 27. Weber's 3 and 3, number 10 in the Big Sky. Next, they play UC Davis and Ogden. The top five is. Number one, Georgia. Number two, the team up north. Uh, number three, <laughs> the Ohio State University, who crushed Maryland 34-17. to Fourth, Florida State. Fifth, Oklahoma, who upset Texas and rose rapidly in the standings. 
In the NFL, Thursday, the Bears 40, the Commanders 20, Justin Fields 282 yards, four touchdowns. You mentioned that Dick Buckus passed away. You know, the last year, he played eight years, and the last year of his career, he played on a bum leg. And the Bears oh. knew that he had a bum leg. Oh. Uh, in fact, I think he got a substantial judgment against their medical staff later. The medical people told him it was okay for him to play. He limped through his last season. I'm not really sure. He was great. He was an all-time great. I'm not really sure he could play today because the rules have changed so much. I mean, you can't hit people in the throat anymore. <laughs> you know, you can't bite them. Yeah. You can't smash them in the face or hit them in the head. All, all that stuff is all the fun stuff about football. You can't use gone. your helmet to hurt yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None, none of that. And you have to be fast, which yeah. is also a problem. Yeah, that you know? could be a problem. For so if you're on yeah. one leg, no, but, <laughs> but I mean, as far as as far as the uh, NFL in general is concerned, uh, he's an all-time legend. I like that they called them the monsters of the midway. Yeah, the, the, yeah. that uh, defensive unit. Yeah. Yes. I saw great defense playing yesterday. I watched a lot of that Pittsburgh game. My God, they were good. Pittsburgh was good, yeah. The defense was just just stellar. I, have, I haven't seen all that much pro football yet. The Dolphins beat the Giants. The Lions beat the Panthers. The Falcons beat the Texans. C.J. Stroud, uh, former Ohio State quarterback, threw a touchdown, no interceptions, set an NFL record for the most passes thrown at the start of a season or start of a career without an interception. Mm. The Colts beat the Titans. Zach Moss, uh, from Utah. former Utah player, yeah, two touchdowns, 195 yards. Mm-hmm. The game was sealed with Julian Blackman, another Ute, mm-hmm. intercepting a pass at There's the end. Three Utes on that team. <clears throat> Matt Gay's on that team too. Uh, Jaguars beat the Bills in London. Jaguars should play all their games in London. They've won two there. <laughs> the Saints beat the Patriots. The Steelers, as you said, came back and beat the Ravens. Read the, do you have the score? I do not. It was. It was like. Eight to ten, or something like yeah. that. Just a real weird score. Uh, there's, there's actually some someone who keeps track of scores that have never been in the NFL before. Really? So there's all kinds of weird wow. numbers. Uh, the Eagles beat the Rams. The Eagles are five and zero. I think they're the last undefeated team. Maybe not. The really bad Jets beat the extremely bad Broncos. Oh. <laughs> the Bengals beat the Cardinals. The Chiefs beat the Vikings. Sorry about that, Mister Paget. The 49ers crushed America's team 42 to 10. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. They, they destroyed them. Brock Purdy, who was the last pick in the draft two years ago, uh, threw four touchdown passes. And, and that was a guy who, you know, normally the guy that's the last pick in the draft, nothing happens to him. He doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. He's just a practice player and he gets cut. And this guy is dominating the NFL. So it shows you that their scouting combines are not that great. That's your sports for a, Indigenous there, People's Day. There's a great article in the New York Times about the backup quarterback to Patrick Mahomes. I forget his name now. He's been in the league 10 years, something like that. He's backed up everybody. He's only had seven starts in his whole 10-year career, but he's been a backup guy and a really good one. You know, uh, in, in terms of he trains with them, uh, he get he, he he has a lot of knowledge and gives Patrick Mahomes tips and all so that. So he's a future coach. Yeah. You don't know who that is, though. I can't think of <coughs> Blaine a, Gab- Gabbert. Gabbert. Yeah. Okay, who came from Missouri, and he's yeah. probably a millionaire. I mean, he's he probably is. paid a ton of money to just do that. It said, it said he he developed a, a really good. He backed up Tom Brady in the, with the Tampa Bay. And they were real, got really close, and he learned a lot from Tom Brady, and now he's given that to Bones. This is smart. He's not getting hurt. Yeah, and he's he's <laughs> and he said, I, I I'm going to retire at some point. I got sixty million dollars, and I got a home on the on the beach. He's I set. love football. <laughs> well, the cliche is that the most popular player on any football team is the backup quarterback, because anytime things go bad, 
see Zach Wilson footnote here. Yeah, uh, they want the backup to come in. You know, they they want they want to sign Colin Kaepernick, who hasn't played football, unfortunately, in many years now. They want to sign him to take over the Jets. You know, mm-hmm. they, yeah. So he backed up Colin Kaepernick too. Did he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, and he played. That's what he got some of his starts there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, uh, boner candidates coming up. Number one. Your your. What's the diddly dang difference? Uh, boner candidate number two. These items are for our members only. And number three. Bringing fecal matter into the U.S. Yay. is dangerous. E.J. Harvey down by the water. Because on this day. She was born. It's her birthday. 1970. Yeah. All right, 725 right now. It is time for Boner of the Day. Three news stories. These will be examples of bad, stupid, or funny human behavior. You will decide with your vote of these three candidates which one is the worst, which one deserves to be Boner of the Day for today, October 9, 2023. Nine. Nine. We'll give you two candidates now, a third after the news. Once you've heard all three, you'll vote. One of you lucky random boner voters will receive. Hey, can't buy it. Gotta win it. Radio from hell boner t-shirt. Uh, boner ah. candidate number one. You're, you're, what's the diddly dang difference? The State Fair of Texas has fixed an embarrassing mistake on one of its welcome signs. A sign at one of the entrances in, in Fair Park read, Howdy, folks. We're glad... You're here. Y-O-U-R. Many people on social media took pictures of the sign, noting that it incorrectly used the possessive your instead of the contraction your, Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. The fair had a little fun with the mistake on social media. Well, this is what happens when we let little big text proofread, but we're so glad you're here. (laughs) In the video, big text, which is a mascot thing. Oh, okay. Uh, wears a, a grabs a drill and replaces the sign. I'm I'm just amazed these things like make make it all the way to being made. Yeah. Like yeah. I can see you making a mistake, but you would think it's somewhere along the line that yep. someone would be. Um, no, this I mean, yeah, several people. This. Yep. Yeah, uh, boner candidate number one. Your your what's the diddly dang difference? Boner candidate number two. These items are for members only. The principal at McGravick elementary school in nashville tennessee is apologizing after a staff member at the school confiscated a t-shirt that a second grader was wearing the t-shirt worn by seven-year-old peyton tiger what a great name spelled out aka 1908 in pink and green rhinestones across the front now this is a reference to the alpha kappa alpha sorority incorporated and historically african-american sorority all right. I liked the shirt I was wearing a lot, seven-year-old Peyton told Scripps News Nashville. So why did the teacher take away Peyton's T-shirt, yeah. replacing it with a new one that she arrived home in? Well, according to an email the teacher sent to Chloe Smith, Peyton's mom, the teacher took away the shirt because the seven-year-old was not a member of that sorority. What? Quote, today, I noticed Peyton wearing an AKA shirt. I am a member of the Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, which is a service organization for college-trained and educated members only. Thus, (laughs) I had to give her a new shirt and take the AKA shirt. The new shirt she received is clean. There's no need to give it back. Peyton's mom said her daughter liked the shirt because of its colors. Yeah. It was a child's shirt. 
For her, it was a pink and green rhinestone shirt that matched her pants. Peyton's mom says she got the shirt as a hand-me-down from one of her friends. But did the issue of race play a part in the controversy of the AKA-branded shirt at school? Well, while there are some white members of historically black fraternities and sororities, the vast majority of Alpha Kappa Alpha Incorporated sorority members are black. Peyton and her mom are white. Those who are members of Greek letter organizations say it's frowned upon when others who haven't gone through the pledge process wear the Greek letters of a sorority or fraternity, which may also explain why the staff member took the shirt from the student. Last week, uh, post... These are the things we're making a big deal of? Yeah. Uh, The school, finally, when they sort of looked into all of this, uh, has the principal immediately began an investigation and said... Uh, while the shirt was not in accordance with the school's dress code due to having writing on it, Ugh. the accor- appropriate course of action would have been to refer the matter to the school administration and not take the shirt from the student. The principal returned the clothing to the student's home and apologized on behalf of the school. But I just like that. Now, I'm a member of the sorority, <laughs> and you <laughs> haven't gone through the pledging. Seven years. Boner candidate number two. These items are not, are, uh, these items are for members only. Coming up in a, a moment, boner candidate number three. Bringing fecal matter into the U.S. is dangerous. All right. Boner candidate number three coming up after this. Big boy news and opinuendo brought to you by. X96 presents a perfect circle, Primus and Pusifer, April 23rd at Maverick Center. We're going to have some tickets to give away to that coming up with Beat Gina. Nice. Uh, Conan O'Brien, on a recent episode of his Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend podcast, uh, the former late-night host was asked by his guest, Ed Sheeran, about his time as a writer and producer on The Simpsons. I don't know why they think it's necessary to write in these stories. Uh, On the animated series, The Simpsons. So many people think, oh my God, this epic television show that's known for its really good writers, he began. Uh, now, these people I got to work with are, are insanely talented, and, but the room is just awful. The room is terrible. It looks like the worst. I mean, it did at the time. I think it's probably much nicer now. But there was, like, there was a bad shag carpet in there and sofas that if you're in your first year at college or university, you just get them off the sidewalk. <laughs> he added that the writers would often sit there and eat fried food while waiting for inspiration to strike. There was a writer who smoked all the time who sat next to me. So when I die, it'll be because of him. <laughs> it wasn't sexy or fun or cool at all. I remember we all chewed up some uh, some caramel and then put it together into a big blob and smashed it up into the ceiling and then tried to get things stuck to it because you'll do anything to pass the time, he continued. I would go and say... Here's what I think should happen. And I would have all of these beats and ideas for an episode. And if they liked it, there was a little gong in the room. If the executive producer was really laughing, someone would get up and bang the gong and say, that's going to be an episode. I remember the couple of times where they banged the gong when I said my episode, and I was very, very excited at the time, he said. Uh, U.S. airlines have uh, uh, issued a caution. The Federal Aviation Administration has issued a caution to U.S. airlines and pilots regarding flying in Israeli airspace, Mm. resulting in the cancellation of hundreds of flights to and from Israel this weekend. Meanwhile, flights from Israel, the first since the conflict erupted on Saturday, are now arriving in the U.S. Numerous passengers hurried to secure seats on heavily booked flights departing from Tel Aviv's airport. 
The stories coming from passengers arriving at Newark International Airport from Tel Aviv are concerning. People, people are scared, in shock, concerned about missiles hitting their families and destroying their homes. They're concerned for their families and friends who remain in Israel. We are all devastated. We're strong and we will withstand this attack, said Dr. Glick, who is an Israeli citizen. We had children of all ages, infants, and it was very upsetting. Dr. Glick is a New York physician who says he and his family were observing the Jewish holiday in Israel when Hamas militants launched a surprise attack, firing thousands of rockets at Israeli cities. We had missiles falling around us. We spent hours in a bomb shelter with the entire family in a tiny bomb shelter, hearing the explosions around us, said Dr. Glick. Everybody's in shock. Things might never be the same. It was a terrible breach of security. Uh, I Yeah, there's more here, but... It's again, I don't see any, I don't see it's going to stop anytime soon. Ballistic evidence and federal partners helped Baltimore police determine that two shooters were involved in an attack during Morgan State University's homecoming last week. The shooting left five people wounded. Now the Baltimore Police Department is asking for the public's help, identifying four people captured in photos and video walking near the scene of the shooting that night. There's a $9,000 reward to anyone with information leading to an arrest. The victims, ranging in ages from 18 to 22, all students at the university, uh, four men and one woman, were transported to local hospital. Uh, fortunately, non-life-threatening injuries, and uh, they, uh, they have all been released from hospital since then. Uh, ozone in here in northern Utah, not getting any better. Oh, really? Two years after the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency moved the northern Wasatch Front from marginal to moderate status for missing the federal limits on ozone pollution, it now p- appears inevitable that it will move from moderate back to serious. Why do you hate business, Bill? Uh, con- <laughs> the consequences of that are still to be seen, but it could include more stringent controls on Utah industries, tighter emission standards on cars, and further limits on gas-powered yard equipment and chemical solvents. We don't need any of those things. The governor just has to ask us to pray harder, and that'll take care of it. Yeah, you know, lawnmowers and things of that ilk are really huge uh, contributors to they that. They really are. Uh, abortion is among the most contentious issues in America, but for almost half a century, the legal landscape for abortion here was more or less settled. In 1973 ruling, Roe v. Wade created a constitutional right to the abortion, but last week they struck that down, and now it's me- this is becoming a big voting issue in uh, states. Mm-hmm. And it'll last be in- week they struck it down. Um, is that what it said? Yeah, that's where you. Let's see. The story's dated today. Uh, let's see. Well, I'm sorry. It, it obviously wasn't yeah. last week. Yeah. But. Uh, so uh, anyway, that's that's gonna. It'll be interesting to see what it does to the election this this year. Uh, 831 years since he docked the Santa Maria on a Bahamian island and went down in history for discovering the new world, even though he thought he'd found the old one. Christopher Columbus. Uh, Twenty states still recognize Columbus Day. Utah is one of them. Uh, but there is one place that he hasn't fallen from grace and likely never will, within the ranks of Knights of Columbus. Their namesake is as highly regarded as he ever was. Uh, this is a statement from the headquarters of the Worldwide Fraternal Organization. It's Catholic uh, mm-hmm. uh, associated, isn't it? Yep. Uh, the Knights of Columbus continue to celebrate Columbus Day, knowing that the explorer gave voice and representation to generations of Catholics uh-huh. and helped pave Help pave a path for the diverse society we have a, had we have today. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, 
closer to home, Andy Aris, this is here in Utah, says Columbus was a great man. Was he? Yeah, yeah Columbus cut off hands of approximately 10,000 natives. He cut off people's noses and ears. Yeah. All of that kind of... Yeah, he was a great man. He deserves a lot of credit for what he accomplished. Really? In my mind, you shouldn't judge what happened in the past by today's standards. The <laughs> example I use is Muhammad. Muhammad had slaves. What do you do about that? Today, what? Today, uh, would you do what Columbus uh, did? Well, probably not. But back then, it was par for the course. No. You know, that's right, it's Andy. The style Every, at the time. Everybody was doing it, so everybody <laughs> was cutting off no, noses. They were just cutting not, off hands all uh, over the place there. It was, it, was a, it was a fad. Andy is the public relations chair and historian for the Utah Council of the Knights of Columbus. Andy. And they do good charity work. They sure they do. They do. Please. But Andy, come on. Get with it. Yeah. And Harry Dick gets the joke. Okay. He just doesn't think it's that funny anymore. I and he'd like the thieves who keep stealing the road sign that bears his name to grow up. <laughs> All I want is some peace and quietness, he told CBC recently from his home on Harry Dick Road near Eganville, Ontario. It's uh, j- just west of downtown Ottawa. Uh, Dick, his real name... His real name is John Henry, but he's gone by Harry his whole life. Oh, maybe. Was born on the rural (laughs) property, and in 1957, he and his wife, Lois, moved into one of the three houses at the end of the 800-meter gravel drive. They've lived there ever since. The family has called this place home for a century, five generations. Dick's grandson now lives next door and runs a business in town with his wife. And Harry Dick Road got its name. They, They don't remember exactly when, but it was the 1980s or 90s. Somebody said, what to name the road, and they just named, they said it was just named, Lois Dick told the CBC, and so Harry Dick Road, well, now people come and steal the sign. Well, yeah. Three or four times a year. Yeah. Three or four Maybe times. you don't name the street that. You just, you have to change the name and of maybe, the street. And maybe you change your name if your name is Harry Dick. Well, he's, so, his real, his name isn't really Harry, but his last name is Dick, and somebody thought it was funny, and he went along with it. No. Yeah, call me Harry. Harry Dick, that's me. Don't. Yeah. I uh, once met a, a doctor whose name was Dr. Richard Rash, and, oh. and he said, I, 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 at some point he said to me, I, I, I know what you're thinking. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> Parents, think before you name yes. your children, please. Uh, let's see, do we have any time left? Uh, one more story. Okay, this, is, this was, I was going to make this a boner candidate, but I didn't. Um. An alligator missing its upper jaw, and I, I don't know if we have the picture, but it's oh, really weird looking. We do not. An alligator missing its upper jaw has not only a new home, but it has a new name thanks to social media. Gatorland in Orlando, Florida. I've been there. So, so have I. <laughs> says that it is named the newest addition, Jolene. A play on the Dolly Parton hit, Jolene. Now, I think it's nice that they've given this... This gator, which has only a lower jaw and and is is in difficult circumstances. I'm trying to picture what he would only look a like. lower jaw. Oh, you've got to see it. I've got the picture right here. If you want to see it, I don't know why we don't have it for the for the news. So there's Jolene. Now, oh my, yeah, yeah. Now Jolene can. It How can, couldn't Jolene eat? It says they eat. He can eat mice. Uh, she uses her little tongue, and she can get the mouse back in and swallow it. Ooh. There it is. There we go. X96.com slash live. Uh, they're thinking about maybe giving Jolene a prosthetic upper jaw. Oh. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, it's nice that they're giving, uh, helping. But what? don't name it Jolene. Jolene. I, I think they had a contest or something. Never let the Internet name anything. No. All right. That's it. All right. All right. Here's uh, boner candidate number three. 
Bringing fecal matter into the United States is dangerous. A woman was stopped at the Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport for attempting to bring giraffe poop into the country. Why? Yeah. To make a necklace from it. There's a picture, x96.com slash live. It's giraffe poop. Uh, The U.S. Customs and Border Protection said in a press release on Thursday that a woman flying from Kenya to Minneapolis was stopped at customs after declaring that she had giraffe poop. Border agents seized (laughs) the woman's belongings and found a small box with over a dozen pieces of giraffe poop and a shell. The woman said she planned to make a necklace from the droppings she got while abroad and had previously used moose poop at her house in Iowa to make a necklace. There's a real danger with bringing fecal matter into the United States, said LaFonda D. Sutton Burke. Yes, LaFonda D. Sutton Burke, Director of Field Operations, Chicago Field Office, in a statement. If this person had entered the U.S. and had not declared these items, there's a high possibility a person could have contracted a disease from this jewelry and developed a serious health issue. They said animal feces from Kenya can be affected by African swine fever, classical swine fever, Newcastle disease, foot and mouth disease, and swine vascular disease. Agriculture specialists seized the poop and destroyed it. Seized? Seized the poop. Seized the poop and wrestled it to the ground. (laughs) Bringing fecal matter into the United States is dangerous. Boner candidate number three. I'm still stuck on the making a necklace. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Uh, let's review the first two and vote. A boner candidate number one. You're, you're, what's the diddly dang difference? Uh, the, uh, State Fair of Texas, uh, m- m- doing a, uh, sign instead of saying, howdy folks, we're glad you're here. Y-O-U apostrophe it was Y-O-U-R. Boner candidate number two. These items are for members only. It's a, a, a t- teacher or a staff member taking away a little kid's shirt because it, it was a shirt from a, a, a sorority, and you're not a member of the sorority. You can't wear that. <laughs> and boner candidate number three, bringing fecal matter into the U.S. is dangerous. All right. Time for you to vote for your boner. Let's award boner of the day. And it's brought to you in part by Chicken and Taters. <laughs> And Baseco is the first name in foundation stabilization in Utah. Is that just a crack in the wall, or is it a sign of a major issue, or your windows or doors sticking? Does any area of the floor slope level up with Baseco, Utah's highest quality foundation stabilization and repair? Schedule a free assessment today at Baseco.net. That's B-A-S-E-C-O dot net. Uh, Well, let me see. We had um, boner candidate number one. Which was the uh, uh, your the, oh the sign in Texas, only got eighteen votes. Mm. Uh, boner candidate number three, bringing fecal matter into the U.S. is dangerous. That got nearly fifty votes, forty-nine. Mm. The winner, boner candidate number two, with one hundred and thirty votes. These items are for sorority members only. Yeah. <laughs> your boner of the day for today october 9 2023 now qualified to be boner of the week and leave it to our chat room to find jewelry made of yeah. animal droppings it's a thing I, moose it's, yeah moose poop apparently it's a thing why would this Alaska. be a thing because ha 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 you can make <laughs> because look it's poop ha 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 that's why that's it, that's it. well i remember they used to make 
that they'd take horse droppings mm. and they'd shellac them. Yeah. And then they'd stick googly seen, eyes and feathers on them and they were turd birds. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. And, and what do you would, do with that? You sell them at the fair and, and yeah. people buy them. And where and do I, they and, put them And they their put house. them on their TV and they say, <laughs> yeah. look, there's my turd bird. I, yeah, I I and never I had, understood it. I had a I've told you before. I had a cane. Yeah, uh, made out of uh, bull's pizzle. Was it funny? <laughs> you know what this is? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't get want it. things like that. Just well, don't that. have them then. Don't have them. <laughs> don't yeah. Now I was, uh, It's like taxidermy. I don't. No, I don't. I don't get that. I I, pre- I here's where I appreciate taxidermy. <laughs> when you go to the Here's there where. is an instance where Here's I where. where I can appreciate okay. it when you go to the museum, Natural History Museum, mm-hmm. and you see the old time, you know, stuff yeah. that they've done. They're, they have some amazing things that, have, that I don't think they do much of it anymore. Like mu- museums don't. When don't we were in Boston, it. we went to Harvard, and the, we went to the Natural History Museum there on campus, yeah. and the stuff there is old, yeah. and they have. Tons of taxidermy yeah. animals in there, and they're weird looking because they did it a long time ago, and, and the techniques weren't that wasn't great. Good, wasn't good. Tech- They've got uh, uh, up at the uh, Natural History Museum here, up mm-hmm. uh, up at uh, Research or uh, what are they up by Red Butte? Yeah. Um, re- they don't put it out much anymore, but like every year they'll have a day where you can, if you're a museum member, they take you behind the scenes mm-hmm. and you can go through all yeah. the old collections and stuff. And they've got a ton of taxidermy well, stuff, but they don't put it out. Yeah, museums is one thing. I'm, I'm talking about your your dining room, <laughs> yeah. you know, or a mounted, you know. Yeah, you're sitting there having supper and there's a dead bird up on the wall. Some, you know, there was like, some car dealer up in Ogden. I forget which one it was, but he was really into. You know, he got he big game hunter, and in the dealership, he had mounted lion heads mm-hmm. and zebra, really, and all of this stuff that yeah. he had killed. Yeah, proud of it. <sighs> yeah, I don't like dead things in my house. <laughs> well, I won't say it. <laughs> uh, no, I mean I and I no no dead animals no no. Mm. Well, right. children shouldn't play with dead things. No, <laughs> something that I learned. That's true. Well, I tell you, I, I I saw Pet Cemetery this weekend. I never did? I'd never seen the original. Oh, wait, oh, wait, you, you saw, saw the, the original or the the original and the new one. God, you're a glutton for punishment. See, we decided to watch the new one because it was it's on the carrying on the ca- the character. Yeah, it was the, the it was yeah. it was the young Fred Gwynn yeah. character. And, and is it a movie or is it? It a was series? a movie, okay. and we watched it. David Duchovny's in it, and it was okay. You know, it wasn't great. Mm-hmm. We watched it because it was free and it was on a serv- It was on one of the services that we have. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Sue said, "Okay, this makes no sense at all because you know if if this is the case, mm-hmm. if if Judd knew mm-hmm. what what was horrible about the mm-hmm. pet cemetery, yeah. why did in the original he so gleefully say to the to the couple, if your cat's dead, take it to this place?' He knew and what I, was going to happen. And I'm like, well, I didn't see it." And Sue's like, oh, well, you have to see it. Well, I don't remember cause, because Fred Gwynn, the old guy, mm-hmm. uh, d- said, you don't want to take your kid there. You don't take your kid there. When well, you- not your kid, but the cat. Well, he just happily took the cat. Yeah. Why well, would he says, take the cat there? Exactly. That's he- what I'm trying to figure out. Or maybe maybe that was the first time. Was that the first no, time? No. Well, according to this prequel, which I don't understand because if this prequel 
is is canon. He took a lot of stuff there. There was a lot of terrible stuff that came out of the pet cemetery <laughs> in this thing. So he, I mean, he I, I hesitate it. because I don't want to spoil it for people. But he knew about. But it. he was there for it, and he was in the middle of it. And you know, why would he then, years later, when this couple moves in next door, say, "Oh, your cat's dead." Take it on up here. Well, so you know, so <laughs> I'll even show no, you where it is. Yeah. No, so so, but so without that prequel, yeah, we have we assume that he doesn't know. That's the point. It's just a pet cemetery. That's the point. And the old guy doesn't know. Yeah, he, he Fred Gwynn in the original Pet Cemetery from the eighties mm-hmm. seems to know the bad things. He does. He, he's he, yeah. Isn't he the one that says sometimes the one, dead is better? Yeah, he's the one who. Well, kept I think telling doesn't him. he know that because he took they yeah. take the cat there. Yeah, it, and that's how he knows. But if, again, if this prequel is well, any, that ruins it. Anything there was a dog, yeah. right? And and the dog comes back evil, right? Not in the original. And attacks his girlfriend. This is the yeah. prequel. Yeah. So, so if Fred Gwynn knew about this, if Judd knew about this, that's what I'm this, saying. The prequel ruins the then, second. Exactly. One. Yeah. Then why yeah. in the original Pet Cemetery would he say, "Oh, it's fine. Take your I take your cat." I think we need to get there. Stephen King on the phone and ask him how he feels about. Because I don't think he wrote. I'm this. sorry, I can't come to the phone. I'm counting my money. <laughs> he didn't write or direct. It was well, uh, somebody from uh, associated with he, Quentin Tarantino uh, did it. She he, uh, she wrote the thing. He had to have. Mm-hmm. approval or you know or something i don't know i don't know how that works yeah. but uh, he's yeah. a, he I, i'll bet his name is on in the credits as executive producer or something i, I didn't notice somebody said they went to see the new exorcist movie this weekend and they were asleep for the first 30 minutes yeah i heard that wasn't that great Every yeah, we review, talked about I, it on friday and it was the new york times review said uh, what double double the uh, demons and and, yeah. and less and less fun or something less like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, Katie in the next room. It says it was because uh, it was the daughter's cat, and it would make her sad if the cat was dead. Well, then she needs to learn. <laughs> things die. Things die. I, yeah, it just made no sense to me. I, 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 what I didn't. I so didn't, I was thinking maybe this prequel has nothing to do with this oh. original story. Maybe it's a prequel to the mm-hmm. remake of Pet Cemetery, which I also did not see. Did they remake? They did, yeah, yeah. a few years ago. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. I, see, I didn't, I didn't like Pet Cemetery much at all because I thought it was, it was just too awful. It was too awful. Well, first of all, your lead guy, who was it? Stiff I don't remember. As, exactly, stiff as a board, just, just no range at all. Yeah. He was surrounded by good actors. Fred Gwynn is amazing. Yeah. But, uh, really fast. In yes. the original, Judd does make a reference to who's Judd. Judd is the the old guy that Fred tells Gwynn. him. Fred Gwynn. Yeah, he uh, he does make reference to why he knows about the pet cemetery and why he knows it's evil because when he he does tell a short brief story about his dog. Mm-hmm. Although it says he comes back and he kills his mom, I believe, not his girlfriend. Because I, I haven't seen I haven't seen the prequel. Uh, but so he makes a short mention of it. Otherwise, that's all you really get. And then he still tells him, "Here, take your cat up here." Then he takes and, everybody and else up there. Up, leads him up there. Yeah, he, you bury your cat. Here's where we do it. You know, I, it's. It, I think. I think more of he was supposed to take him up to the pet cemetery that wasn't that was right in front of the the demon uh, or not the demon, but the uh, ancient burial ground, and that was torn yeah. up. Anyways. Uh, and he's like, don't is go past ever, the wall. And there he ever, goes past the is, wall. Is, is and there ever there. an explanation of why this cemetery yes. brings things back to life? In the prequel that I watched. there In the original, there is a minor mention of it, uh, yeah. of it being a uh, ancient burial ground that was um, mm-hmm. uh, 
uh, the land of American spirits. Yeah. Yes. The land, okay. Well, the that land. certainly explains it. The yeah. land turns sour. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Turns sour. That's all you really get about it. So. But yeah, I'd not seen the original Pet Cemetery. So. Oh I, wow. Well, I heard how terrible well, it was. It is bad. <laughs> I'm very angry about the, the the new one that they made because they changed a, whole, a bunch of it, and and it just drove me nuts about well, that. Well, this this prequel, it, I was just like, if this happened back in 1969, nice, mm-hmm. when when it, the story mm-hmm. took place, I'm like, why why didn't we raise the ground? Why didn't we build giant walls <laughs> around you, it? You don't I mean, even go up there. No, you can't no, even you go just up don't there. Even. <laughs> you can't go up there because you know yeah. dead is better. I just, I was just like, if this happened, then wh- why are we even living here? Why, you know, why hasn't the army come in? And it's that bad. The it's army. that bad. I mean, yeah. Yeah. the army, or or at least the county assessor, somebody. Yeah. I don't know. It was a great movie when I was ten. Yeah, <laughs> the original. Uh, yeah. with yeah. Fred Gwynn. Sue, yeah. Sue made me watch the original and fell asleep halfway through. Yeah, goes, did you right. finish it? And I'm like, yes, I'm perplexed. I'm, you know, I, this did not help. It. Yeah. You have more questions. More questions than answers here. All right. Uh, Bill Frost is here. Is this a sponsored feature? Forget people. All you need is TV and Internet. CableTV.com has expert reviews, recommendations, and resources for the best in cable, satellite streaming, and Internet service. Embrace the singularity at CableTV.com today. Yes, he's here in the studio with us, Bill Frost, William P. Frost. Yes. Uh, He's here uh, to talk about what's on TV. He is a writer of some note. I, we've noted it here. Uh, yes. Uh, in uh, <laughs> City Weekly, that's where you'll find his stuff. Yeah. And you'll find a TV column yes. and occasional other bits and pieces. Yeah. Uh, and Bill is also a podcaster. TV Tan is the podcast. It's nominally about TV, mostly about drinking and screwing around. Yeah. And then... Uh, a couple in, of chuckleheads in a basement. Yeah. And then he's in a band, uh, which is Magda Vega and sometimes the Dead Zephyrs and... Uh, where do you find all of your stuff? Uh, find it at BillFrost.tv. Okay. What do we got? Uh, tonight. Okay. Actually, right now, today on Hulu, a new movie called The Mill. The it's, Mill. It's a sci-fi horror thriller starring, of course, Lil Rel Howery. Of course. He's your go-to guy for that. <laughs> What's it about? <clears throat> it is about a, uh, he's a, he's a corporate company man who wakes up one day to find himself in a giant open-air cell. And uh, he's been ordered to uh, push this grist mill around, do it right, or you're going to be here for another huh? another lifetime, probably. You know what a grist mill is? It's what, like a big big wheel? Yeah, yeah, grinds, yeah, you push that thing around. It's, it turns out it's part of his company's advanced career training. <laughs> okay. So if you ever think your, mm-hmm. your company right. culture is a little lacking, mm-hmm. well, think about this. Could be worse. Could be worse, yeah. Could always be worse. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, that's on Hulu. And uh, tomorrow, for the first time ever, Moonlighting is available on uh, oh, streaming. Yeah. I'm going to watch that. I yeah. I uh, read uh, some uh, uh, stuff about it, or I thought, heard it on the radio. I can't remember. Yeah. But I'd forgotten how uh, breaking the fourth wall it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And the reason it hasn't been uh, available until now is music rights. Yeah. yeah. They use that's, a lot of. Uh, they've used a lot of current music. That's, in why, it that's why a lot of your shows mm-hmm. that you WKRP in Cincinnati. That, yeah, that you remember, you can't find them or anywhere. Ed, I Ed mean, they is say a good example. They, yeah, they say things like, "I think we should quit. Arg- we should keep arguing, but we're at the end of the scene." <laughs> <laughs> you know, they do stuff yeah. like that. Yep, all five seasons on Hulu. It's been remastered, so it doesn't look, you know, 
like garbage like your YouTube clips. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, this is a series I uh, I uh, missed last week, a brand new series on NBC and Peacock. It's called Found. It's about a, a private contractor who uh, looks for uh, missing persons okay. who the, the, the cops have given up on because they're brown. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, starring uh, Shinola Hampton, from V from Shameless. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, so she, her and a team, they search for missing persons. The twist here is uh, she was kidnapped as a child, and she now has her kidnapper in her basement, chained up in her basement. Oh, Played yeah. by Mark Paul Gossler, and <laughs> oh, he perfect. acts as her consultant. Ah. So it's, it's kind of like a Hannibal Lecter <laughs> mm-hmm. situation, but yeah. she's yeah. she's keeping him, though. Yes. Hannibal Lecter's a great actor. <laughs> great actor. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. All right. So okay. that, yeah, that is a new Well, now suit. that's a twist. I yeah. like that twist. Okay. Yeah, so that's on NBC and Peacock. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. On Wednesday, a documentary, Big Vape, The Rise and Fall of Jewel. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big Vape. <laughs> There's going to be a documentary about everything. Of now. course. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's about, if, if you think the country is stupid now, just remember that 10, 15 years ago, a, their, a multi-billion dollar company was made on the idea of healthy cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. Kids loved it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Tastes like candy. Thing is, Jewel's still in business. Yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> Thursday, I uh, don't know who asked for this, but Frazier is back. With I'm, his kid. Yeah. I'm torn. <laughs> I, You know, it, it was a good show. Because and- I, like the, I like the actor who was Niles. Yes, and I like BB Newworth. Well, th- well, she's going to be back. She's oh, BB Newworth will be recurring, as will Roz uh, Perry Gilpin. Mm. But, okay, but, but the rest of them, nope. Really? Okay. Well, them. then I don't need to. Yeah. All right. I'm Daphne. Fine. And the no, dad died. No, yeah. Ed, no Eddie the well, dog. I, I heard that nobody wants to work with with him. <laughs> I can see that. You know. So, all right, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, they uh, call Paramount Plus the necromancer of streaming services. <laughs> <laughs> it's just bringing what everything back. What can we bring back? <laughs> That's good. What do we own? Uh, Doom Patrol, Season 4, Part 2, final episodes on yeah. Thursday on Max. Yeah. One of the weirdest superhero shows it's ever. It's totally weird. It's It was too weird for us to, to have. I'm surprised we had it as long as we had it. Four, four whole seasons, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is on uh, Thursday on people, Max. People ask me about it. I try to explain, and they just look at me like you're making this up. And, you <laughs> this know. is crazy. No. Yeah. And, uh, Bill, you might. Mm-hmm. You, this might be for you. Okay. Uh, the Fall of the House of Usher, a new miniseries Ooh. from uh, Mike Flanagan, the guy who did the Haunting of Hill House. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's, it takes that Edgar Allan Poe story and s- several other short stories and kind of mashes them in together into a It makes miniseries. it into succession. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Essentially. It's, it's set in modern day. It's, okay. it's, it's a rich family who are pharmaceutical people. The yeah. Ushers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the ushers are pharmaceutical people. Yeah, of course they are. They have yeah. a lot of money. Your and cast it, includes uh, Bruce Greenwood, Carla Gugino, Mary McDonald, Mark Hamill, Henry Thomas, Annabeth Gish, on and on. A lot of people. Huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the uh, where who's Netflix. Netflix? Netflix. Yes. Friday they brought back Goosebumps oh. for Friday the Thirteenth. Yep. Okay. Fine. Kids will like it. That's on Disney Plus and Hulu. You've got two places to watch it. Okay. Uh, new scary miniseries, uh, John Carpenter's Suburban Screams on Peacock, an hmm. anthology horror series. Hmm. He directed one episode of six. Okay. You got that. All right. Uh, you've probably seen ads for this. Um, Brie Larson, Lessons in Chemistry yes. on Apple TV+. Plus. I read the book. 
Oh, is, now what is this about? Is, uh, she's a single mom in the 1950s who wants to break into the science world, but patriarchy. Yeah. So she kind of goes around goes around the patriarchy and starts her own cooking TV show, and she kind of enters the world of science through there. Hmm. Oh, she uses, I mean, it's... Is it a true it's cook, story? No. It's but just using cook chemistry and in, in how to make your cooking Chem- better. Chemistry is cooking. Yeah. I mean, cooking yeah. is chemistry. Yeah. You'll get right down to it. It's... Yeah. It should be good. Lessons in chemistry. I and, like uh, her, and I like the fifties. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I didn't think this was coming back, but it is a uh, Shining Veil vale, season two on Stars. Really, Courtney Cox, Greg Kinnear, Mira Servino. What is it? Uh, Courtney Cox and uh, Greg Kinnear move into a haunted house. The ghost is Mira Servino. I like uh, Mira Servino. Okay. Yeah. And uh, at the end of that last season. Uh, Courtney Cox's character kind of went a little crazy and tried to kill Greg Kinnear with an axe. <laughs> well, everybody has wanted to do which that. Which is exactly what yeah. I thought, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, now her, she's an author. Her new, who knew, her new book is a, is a bestseller, but she still might. She went to the crazy hospital. Mm-hmm. She, she's out now, but a little too soon, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the insurance ran out, so she's out. Oh, so she wasn't released because she was better. Right. Mm-hmm. The insurance ran, insurance ran out. Insurance ran out. Yeah. That's on Stars if you have that. And Saturday Night Live is back this weekend. Oh, yeah. Pete Davidson host. He was supposed to host back in May before the writer's strike. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Musical guest, Ice Spice. You might know her from the Dunkin' Donuts commercials. With Ben Affleck. Really? (laughs) Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Wow, okay. A Dunkin' Donuts commercial with Ben Affleck in it? And Ice Spice. Oh, he's done a bunch of them. He's their new spokesperson. Oh. And uh, Sunday, of course, uh, get your Szechuan sauce out. Rick and Morty. Season seven. Oh yes, with a new voice. Don't know who it is. They won't say. Yeah. It sounds pretty it's close. close. It's damn close. Yeah, Both go, of them. You can see the trailer at x ninety six dot com. And uh, yeah, don't, Justin Roiland is out, but the show will continue because we got we got a stack of money and yeah. to make a bunch of episodes. So yeah. Well, I think it's a good idea that they don't. You know, with the nature of Rick and Morty fans. <laughs> Don't they mess with them. Don't. Well, it's. I, I think it's best that they don't announce who these new voices are because mm-hmm. they'll just get doxxed. You know, I mean, that's just the kind of people they I are. I think they should never release the name of this person. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if it was me, I would say don't. I Give me the job, but I don't want the notoriety. Yeah. And uh, Carrie, I think you watch the show, The Toys That Built America. I love that show. Season three premieres oh. on Sunday on History Channel. Yay. <laughs> And uh, if you haven't watched uh, Totally Killer yet on Prime Video, the uh, starring Kieran and Shipka, I hear good things. Uh, it's her her go to ex- trying to explain her situation. She's back in 1987 trying to stop a s- slasher killer mm-hmm. from going forward into the future. Uh, her go to is, "Have you seen Back to the Future?" <laughs> it's just a recurring thing. It's like hilarious. <laughs> Does, does it, uh, do they explain how she goes back into the past? It's really dumb. Okay. It's it's a comedy. Yeah. Best not think too hard. Don't about overthink it. it. Okay. All right. And um, I want I wanted also wanted to mention um, on the Roku channel, uh, Toast of Tinseltown. It's the sequel series to Toast of London with Matt Berry. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's free on the Roku channel, and it's every bit as ridiculous as Toast and of I, London. I want to watch it, but I'd have to move my Roku into a different room. <laughs> is that the only way you can get it? Is Roku? Uh, the Roku channel is available, I think, on Fire TV. I yeah. think. Yeah, on I Fire TV. I don't have an Just Amazon. Just talk into your TV. remote and let it find it for you. It's yeah. available online. 
You can watch it at okay. therokuchannel.com. Okay. Oh, okay. It's, on, it's on Roku devices, and it's I believe it's on Amazon Fire TV. Device. You can get the Roku channel on Amazon is Fire it, TV. Uh, is it free? Yes, it is. Okay. It has commercials, but right. it is Because I, I desperately want to watch that show, but it's just... And uh, another one I wanted to mention. This is free on YouTube. It's been out for a minute. Uh, Kyle Kinane, comedian. Mm-hmm. He recorded a stand-up special over at Wise Guys mm-hmm. earlier this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is now free on YouTube. It's called Shocks and Struts. Oh. <laughs> and it's hilarious. It has some local references. You could probably get some very funny drops out of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So I will do that. For Shocks and Struts. Shocks and Struts. Kyle Kinane. Thank you very much. Bill Frost. Blind Melon. No rain. Beat uh, Gina now. Brought to you by. Hop on the Utah Ale Trail for the Fall Crawl, October 19th through the 22nd to explore Utah's craft beer scene for fun and prizes. Pick up your passport at one of 38 participating breweries. For details, go to utahaletrail.com. Well, no rain here. Just the sunshine of the cheeriest game show ever created. It's Beat Gina. I'm your announcer, Johnny Yola. For acid indigestion, heartburn that may be caused by this game show, here's relief that's ideal for you. After plodding along with Beat Gina, it's Tums for the Tummy. <laughs> Tums act fast. Scientifically formulated, Tums quickly dissolves just right. Gets to the stomach fast. In seconds, Tums neutralizes the acid that causes your stomach distress. Oh. Tums are safe and Tums are pure. Tests recently completed prove that Tums are more effective than other antacids tested. Men and women from Maine to California say that Tums are wonderful. So remember, night or day, at home or away, always keep Tums handy. Next time you go shopping, get Tums for the tummy. And now, here's Carrie for the funny, your host, (laughs) Carrie Jackson. Thank you, Johnny Ola. You're welcome. Tums are like candy. Yes. You just eat them. <laughs> they have well, calcium I, in them. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't advise that. Didn't they, they, they tried to convince yeah. us they're good for yeah. us because they have calcium, calcium in them. In them. A bit, there's a bit more than that. Oh, more than calcium? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, the randomizer has picked your contestant, Gina. You'll be going up against Megan. Hello, Hi, Megan. Megan. Hello. Hi, Megan. We're going to toss a coin to see who goes first. It will give you an advantage in the game. Heads or tails, Megan? Tails. All right. Coin toss app says tails. All right, Megan, because you won the toss, you uh, get the first question. If you beat Gina, then you win those tickets. But if she manages to come from behind and beat you, what are you prepared to do in her name? I will donate $100 to Unbridled Open Healing in Western Utah. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, All right. The first question is for you because it's Monday. We're going to do uh, potpourri leftover questions from the week. So here we go. First question for you, Megan. Uh, Megan, what is the unusual, for ACDC that is, what is the unusual instrument found on It's a Long Way to the Top if you want to rock and roll? This is Megan's question, Gina. Knock it off. Is it one? Is it one? A flu fluber? Is it two? An electro who cardio schluck? Is it three? Xylophone or four? Bagpipes? Three. Xylophone? 
terribly sorry. Xylophone. Oh, sorry, Megan. Sorry. It's not xylophone. It's bagpipes. Bagpipes is the correct Apparently, answer. Gina knows the answer. What is it, Gina? It's bagpipes. bagpipes. All right. All right. Gina controls the question. This is looking grim. It <laughs> is, I'm afraid. As a matter of fact, I'm going to swap up. I'm going to make it a little fair for Megan. I'm going to do uh, Charlton Heston <laughs> Planet of the Apes trivia, since Gina knows all okay. the heavy metal stuff. So, Gina, uh-huh. Planet of the Apes trivia. Uh-huh. Some of the musical sounds in the soundtrack okay. were created by what? Again, this is strange instruments. Okay. Hmm. Some of the musical sounds were created by what in the Planet of the Apes soundtrack? Okay. Was it one, a guy wiggling a sheet of metal? Okay. Two, Heston shooting the oboe player? Mm-hmm. Three, stainless steel kitchen mixing bowls? Or four, Jimmy cracking corn? Did he care, though, is the question. <laughs> uh, the bowls. Correct. That's two to nothing, Megan. Sorry. Uh, you, you got, you've got a chance to get one point here. All right, Megan, here we go. This is Van Halen trivia. Oh, no, here comes Gina. Here comes Gina. (laughs) Megan, who produced the first demo tape for Van Halen? Was it one, Bing Crosby? Was it two, Lawrence Welk? Was it three, Ozzy Osbourne? Or was it four, Gene Simmons? Uh, Letter answer. Two. Lawrence Welk? (laughs) I don't know. <laughs> she does not. That is incorrect. Uh, well, well, see you, Megan. Uh, was uh, uh, Gene Simmons? Gene Simmons, correct. So, right, so. oh, oh my! Just a blow out there. Well, I, Megan. I think Megan deserves something. I wiped the floor with Megan, and she deserves something. You did. For this. <laughs> yep. All right. All right, Megan. Thank you, Gina. Hang on the line, Megan. I listen. I, I've got to go. I'm investigating the death of Bill Wendell. Oh. Oh, you suspect foul play? Well, I'm looking into it. All right, thank you. All right, Big Boy News Now brought to you by... Join Clark Planetarium at the Gateway Olympic Plaza Saturday, October 14th between 9 a.m. and noon for an eclipse extravaganza. Bring your family and friends to view the eclipse and enjoy free, fun-filled activities. Grab a pair of solar glasses at Clark Planetarium today. Well, let's see. A new survey shows that um, Warner Brothers Discovery Max, yes, which uh, I guess used to be HBO or yeah, something, uh, uh, turned in the highest total customer satisfaction rating among U.S. subscription streaming services, according to the results of a Whip Media streaming satisfaction report. Max also topped Whip Media study last year. Even so, this year Max fell six points out of 100 to 88 percent, from 94 percent to 20 in 2022. Disney's Hulu came in at number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disney Plus number three in the rankings. Uh, Netflix, which ranked second overall in 2021 on the Wit Media Survey, dropped to fourth in 2022. This year, it fell again, uh, ranking in sixth place in overall satisfaction. While Netflix ranks first for both user experience and suggesting programming to subscribers, it comes in dead last in perceived value. Mm-hmm. In other words, we're paying this amount, but uh, don't we get... don't think we're getting what uh, enough for it. But our app is so easy to use. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Max leads in all kinds of satisfaction, right? They they did very well in these surveys. The, the, the one app that I have the most problem with is Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't seem to work well. It's kind of clunky. I and, would agree with And that. then there for a while, my Disney Plus app, when I would pause a show and I'd go away and come it? back later, it wouldn't remember that I paused it and it would go back 10 minutes. That's annoying. Yeah. So I'd have to you know fast yeah. forward again to get to the point where mm-hmm. I paused it. So. Uh, the students and staff at Brigham Young University's Jerusalem Center are safe after a series of rocket attacks from Gaza militants landed in Israel on Saturday morning. Uh, it's unknown whether or when the 94 students and expatriate personnel at the center will get a chance to leave Jerusalem, BYU announced in a security update posted Saturday afternoon. Uh, the attack was unexpected and caught virtually everyone by surprise, read the statement from BYU. The Jerusalem Center and surrounding area have never been threatened during these flare-ups. However, it is unclear whether the situation will escalate and affect Jerusalem. The Associated Press reported Saturday that Hamas militants fired thousands of rockets and sent dozens of fighters into Israeli towns near the Gaza Strip. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said Saturday his country is at war and ordered airstrikes against Gaza in response. The AP also reported Saturday that more than 80 flights to and from Tel Aviv were canceled Saturday evening. The students and personnel living at the BYU Center have been asked to stay there through Sunday night, and a decision about Monday will be made Sunday evening, so I guess that was last night, according to the statement. Uh, it seems likely the statement continued. The students and staff will be asked to stay at the center into next week, though decisions about travel outside the center will be made day by day. Uh, I I heard this morning that they were um, uh, that they are uh, going to have classes today. Really? Yeah. Um, I think most of them live there, and then you know mm-hmm. they attend class there, so it's probably safer to just have them stay there. Well, uh, let's see. Uh, earlier this week, the Salt Lake County Health Department was so overwhelmed with calls for appointments to get the newly arrived COVID-19 vaccine that people were waiting on hold up to 45 minutes. That tells me there's a lot of interest, said Nicholas Rupp, County Health Department spokesman. Uh, the first day, that, uh, he said Wednesday, that's the first day the shots were available at clinics in Salt Lake City, South Salt Lake Sandy, West Jordan, and West Valley City. It's because they heard us mention it here sure, on I'm the sure radio from Hill Show. <laughs> yeah. Monday's rush for the 570 vaccine appointments available weekly was the result of, well, it says here, pent-up demand for the vaccine, he said. And because radio from, no, it doesn't. Uh, since then, call volume has slowed enough that the wait time for callers is down to about eight minutes. Uh, the vaccine was approved by the federal government in mid-September for everyone six months of age and older. But now that has been commercialized, distribution and other issues have made it tough to find shots in Utah and around the country. There was a group of people very eager, and they all called the moment they could. Rupp said, we've now taken care of those folks, and other people who are interested are trickling in now. People who are interested in not dying, Mm -hmm. that's what they're interested in. Yeah, and it's, uh, but apparently the... uh, the health department is is relatively pleased with, yeah, with the great. amount of response that they've they've had. Um, Utah author Shannon Hale, mm-hmm. inspiration for her children's book Itty Bitty Kitty Corn, was her kids. Oh. To illustrate her point, she projected several photographs of one of her kids dressed in a variety of costumes on a wall during a recent presentation at the University of Utah's J. Willard Marriott Library. 
Look how sweet she is, said Hale, beaming with pride. What I've learned from being a parent is the same kid has a lot of different ways of being, Mm -hmm. a lot of different identities that they like to try on. Their favorite animal changes every week. Their favorite color changes every week. They can be complex and interesting, said Shannon Hale, speaking during an event in observance of Banned Books Week. What this book is trying to say to those kids is, I see that you're changing all the time, and that's okay. I see where you are now, and I love it, and I love you where you are. When we give kids that kind of love and acceptance, then they have a space to grow into, said Hale, who is a best-selling uh, New York Times bestselling author and a Newbery Honor winner. The Newbery is for mm-hmm. children's books. Earlier this year, a member of the Katy Independent School District Board of Education in Texas flagged Itty Bitty Kitty Corn as containing sexually suggestive material, deeming it out of compliance with Texas law. The law prohibits possession, acquisition, and purchase of books rated sexually explicit material by schools and permits their exclusion. As questions about what is appropriate for students are raised around the country, lawmakers in Utah have passed legislation that they say is intended to establish age-appropriate limitations for materials in school libraries. It's ridiculous. I'm not sure where the suggested part might have come in, said Shannon Hale. I've never been able to get anybody to tell me what that was in reference to. Because they don't know. Another thing they objected to was using they as a singular pronoun, which is also not in the book. They was only ever used for multiple characters. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it isn't in there. So this was a misreading. Somebody who has misread. Well, some some adult who can't read a kid's book. It's someone who just did a word search. I'm looking for the word they. Whether it's... Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Meanwhile, um, the Beehive Band Bookmobile on Friday yeah. apparently was out passing out copies of I Am Jazz by Jessica Hertel mm. in American Fork. I wonder if they've have they had any trouble? Not yet. Not that I've heard. Not that you've I'd, heard of I, 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 Hopefully somebody can spot this. I guess it's a van. I think so. From what I can tell. And yeah. it has the logo on the side of it with the B on with it. With a cute B. I'd it's love, adorable. I'd love to see a photo of this van. Uh, the Congregation Kolami Synagogue had to evacuate its uh, uh, Torah service, um, uh, its morning service. They got a bomb threat late Sunday morning. Of course. Rabbi Sam Spector tells Fox 13 they received the threat via an anonymous email at around 10.30 in the morning. This led the congregation at the Salt Lake City Synagogue to interrupt their service and evacuate to Tanner Park down the road from the synagogue. The building has since been cleared by the police. It's one of three Jewish institutions in the city that they have had to search and may be part of a number of threats made against Jewish institutions throughout the state of Utah. Way to go. Way to go. A, um, uh, oh, this is an odd story. This is a guy whose name is Zane Acosta. Okay. And he says, get ready to witness a gravity-defying spectacle that could change the lives of countless individuals. Okay. Skyflyer Zane, a daredevil with a heart of gold, has a bold mission. He wants to pilot a flying shopping cart across the Hoover Dam and raise $100,000 to combat homelessness in America. This extraordinary stunt represents a thrilling challenge, one that will only become a reality if we reach our fundraising goal. The fate of this dar- uh, daring feat lies in your hands. So he's doing a a GoFundMe to raise the money. Skycart is a flying shopping cart prototype which has been engineered by a team of skilled and knowledgeable mechanics. 
Test flights have been conducted, and the team is confident the sky cart can carry Zane safely from point A to point B at heights above a thousand feet. I would. I've seen pictures of it. It's a shopping cart that's got a propeller on it. I would not trust it. I, well, I guess he's. I if he raises the money, he's going to do it. Uh, it's flying. You know, you cart. can just raise money and not. I mean, can't you just raise well, money for the homeless? But I see. I think he <laughs> wants you, to do. I want. I think he wants to do it. Yeah. You know. I mean. And organizers of the upcoming World Conquers Championship in England have been have raised controversy with rules a rules change to overcome a difficult issue. Squishy chestnuts. Conquers is a traditional schoolyard game where each player drills a hole in a chestnut mm-hmm. and strings it onto a lace. Okay. The players then take turns hitting one another's chestnuts, <laughs> also known as conkers, until one of them breaks. It's one of those mad British little pastimes, said James Packer, chair of the World Conkers Championship Organizing Committee. You know, there's video games now. Sir John Burkett, oh, there's a picture of what you need to play conkers. A member of the organizing committee and a spokesman for the competition said the horse chestnuts traditionally used for the contest would be baked this year, a hardening process that's normally considered cheating in the game of conkers, but the chestnuts have been found to be too soggy. So... So if you got hoggy, soggy uh, chestnuts, you can't play the game. It's a conquer crisis, said the organizer of the Waveney Valley Conkers Tournament. I just te- checked my stash of chestnuts, and conkers are emphatically not softer this year. We, I should be doing okay, he said. <laughs> oh, okay. So, I mean, that's, that's fun, isn't it? <laughs> play conkers, see if you can break somebody's chestnuts. And I think that's it. All right. It's the 1700s. Yeah. All right. Uh, sports weather traffic. Well, this is a sport now. Broovies is proud to participate in the cultural phenomenon that is Taylor Swift and her new film release, Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour, experience the breathtaking concert documentary on the big screen at Broovies, Friday, October 13th. Oh, and the Packers are playing the Raiders tonight. That's Oh, that's, that's sports. That's sports. All right. Is this a sponsored feature? Yes. If you're into Magic, Dungeons and Dragons, or Pokemon, Haster has it. Haster also has dice miniatures, lots of entertaining board games. Go check them out. Haster Games, 6831 South State. Get store hours and more at HasterGames.com. All right. So the trailer that I found for you this time, uh, it's okay. <laughs> All right. What? It's a horror film. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. And it's uh you know, it's it's uh it's going to be in January. It's uh-huh. from it's from Blumhouse. Okay. Scary. And, and they're good yeah. at the horror. Uh-huh. So you've you know, you common seem like you're holding something back. Common items that you expect to see featured in a horror film. Lawn mowers, blenders, kitchen sure. knives, things okay. like that. Yeah. You don't expect to see serene things. You don't expect to see things known for their their beauty or their tranquility. You you don't expect what a killer swimming pool. It's <laughs> a killer killer swimming pool. It's called Night Swim. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It needs a little work, but I don't think it's going to last long at this price. So a family moves into a new home. Mm-hmm. There's a pool. There's a pool. Nice pool. Always wanted a pool. Oh, yeah. Everybody always wanted a pool. Is everything? Well, grow 
into it. Well, they move in. Okay. It's uh, written and directed You're by right. Bruce McGuire. Night Swim follows a family who buy a new house that Marco. happens to have a pool. Okay. Hello. <laughs> We're playing Marco, Marco Polo. Yeah. Polo. <laughs> Marco. I, and then I the boyfriend can't. sneaks out while she's got her eyes closed. And he mm-hmm. sneaks away. And... Uh-oh. You Uh-oh. need to say something back. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. well I... And now the lights in the pool go out. It's nighttime. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a killer pool. It's a killer pool. Ronan, Marco. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. But uh, you, got your, you got your Wyatt Russell in it. Oh, you like him, Bill. And, and yeah, he's, he's good. good. And you got uh, Carrie Condon from Banshees of Inisherin. Okay, this is a real movie. Mm-hmm. It's a real I movie. <laughs> but it's a killer pool. Yeah. Ronan, you're dead. Night swim. Night swim. Yeah, so uh, anyway. All right. All right. So it's uh, it will kick off the movie season January 5th. I'm going to watch the trailer. Marco. Here we go. You knew that was coming. Exactly. So, uh, Night Swim is what it's called. (laughs) All right. I just, I I saw it and I went, really? Really? All right. Uh, Here's something that I've always wanted to do, and I I do want to do this, and I will do this one of these days when I'm not sure, and that is the, uh, uh, the live production of A Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. They get an orchestra together. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. They get the orchestra together. They do it at the Hollywood Bowl, and then they occasionally take it on tour. Right. Uh, but it's the actors and you know Danny Elfman, and, and they perform mm-hmm. the soundtrack. They perform yeah. the movie essentially. Hollywood They're, Bowl be a cool place. That would be a good place to yeah. see it. And of course, it's coming up a three night stand just prior to Halloween. And uh, Halsey has joined the production mm-hmm. for uh, two nights. She will be singing and performing the voice of Sally on the first two nights Perfect of the engagement. Uh, Catherine O'Hara will take over on the final night, the third night. Uh, she, of course, yeah, did yeah. it originally. Uh, the dates that Halsey will appear are October 27th and 28th. And on October 29th, O'Hara will be Sally and also play the role of Shock, uh, which on the previous two nights is Ricky Lindholm is okay. sitting in for Catherine O'Hara. Uh, and this is uh, this is quite a thing. Uh, I would really like to see it. And they occasionally change out the people who play Sally every now and then. I guess Catherine O'Hara is either busy or doesn't feel like doing it. I don't know. Uh, Billie Eilish did it. Phoebe Bridgers has done it. Oh, maybe it's just maybe it's just that's it. It's yeah. fun to it's hear fun. different people. Yeah. Do. have a bunch of people. Now it's it's unfortunate because uh, you know Paul Rubens died, and he was he was oh. one. I can't. He was Locke, I believe. Locke, Shock, and Barrow. One of the three. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so he won't be there. But so the rest of the voice cast will be there. So that'll be, I'd like to see that. One of these days, I'll make an effort. Come on, Terry, make an effort. Uh, Let's see. Now, Guillermo del Toro is in the news for a couple of things. Uh, One for a project that, you know, he's he's just announcing that he hasn't gone through the uh, the film company or anything to talk about. And then another is for a project that didn't make it. This is kind of exciting, actually, because uh, Netflix hasn't made any announcement yet, but Guillermo del Toro was at a screening of Pacific Rim this weekend, Mm -hmm. because it's the 10th anniversary of the movie, and he'll just talk, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, they were doing a Q&A, 
and he uh, he's he's very excited. He says, "I'm doing Frankenstein." Which is one of his oh. favorite things in the world. Like the, old, old, like the original? Yeah. Okay. He says, we're working on it. We start shooting in February. It's a movie I've been wanting to do for 50 years since I first saw Frankenstein. I had an epiphany, and it's basically a movie that required a lot of growth, a lot of tools that I couldn't have done 10 years ago. Now I'm brave or crazy enough or something. We're going to tackle it. And then he announced the cast. Okay. And again, this is Netflix did not give approval he's just saying these things this is what i'm doing oscar isaac yeah andrew garfield yeah mia goth and christoph waltz now he didn't say who they were playing oh you can figure it out i'm hoping that christoph waltz is dr frankenstein yeah and i'm hoping that oscar isaac is the monster yeah that's what it would be that's what i'm hoping yeah somebody pointed out to me though that oscar isaac is a little fella yeah but you know Figure it. And this won't be animated because he's been doing a lot of animated stuff lately. But this would be a he, real movie. He he every once in a while he he will say, "I'm not going to do any more live yeah. action movies. I like my animation." But anyway, he says a February shoot is when we're going to start. Uh, you know that is if the actors' union is mm, not on strike right. at that time. The other thing that he was talking about at this same screening was he was he was on tap to do a Star Wars movie. Hmm. Which would have been interesting, and especially the subject matter. This movie didn't happen. He said, we had a rise and fall of Jabba the Hutt script. He's perfect for that. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Jabba the Hutt. Well, he's the director. He wouldn't be in it. Uh, Gina. So, so, so <laughs> I was... Unkind. Because I was super happy. We were doing a lot of stuff, and then suddenly it's not my property. It's not my money. And it's one of those 30 screenplays that I've done that just goes away. Ooh. Uh, he's talked about this before. He's worked with Disney because he's a huge fan of the Haunted Mansion, and he wanted to do a Haunted he Mansion. He would do a good Haunted and Mansion. he would have done a better one that, than the one that they just... He says, sometimes I'm bitter, sometimes I'm not. I always turn to my team and I say, that's good practice, guys. Good practice. Wow, that's good attitude. We designed a great world. We designed some great stuff. You can never be ungrateful with life. Whatever wow. life sends you, there's something to be learned from it. So, you know, trust the universe. Although, I think that... I want to see his Haunted Mansion movie. Yeah. Guillermo del Toro can do no wrong. Uh, Anyway, there you go. (laughs) Ministry, because on this day, it's Al Jorgensen's birthday. He's 65. 65. Uh, I guess uh, Ministry's still doing stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Go to Al Jorgensen's wiki. You will see he's involved in a lot of stuff. Really? A lot of projects. Lots and You know lots who else lots. is involved in projects? Who? Eugene. He's, he's listening in Salt Lake City. Salt he Lake just, City? He just texted us in from Salt Lake City at 3398. Does he go by Eugene, really? Yeah. Interesting. Not Gene? I said Gene. He's like, no, it's Eugene. I'm like, okay. In Salt Lake. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. okay. All right, there you go. Well, it is uh, time for one of the easiest contests. Yes. It's the Boner Recap. Sure is easy. All you have to do is, after I recap the Boner for you, the Boner, three Boner candidates, you tell me which one was the winner. So who who do we have that would like to try this? Well, Angie needs to hang on just in case our contestant Brad gets it wrong. Oh, Brad. Brad. Here, yes. Hi, Brad. Yes. How are you, Hi. Brad? Are you good today? I'm doing well, thank you. Yes, you're, uh, How are you're you? welcome. I'm uh, well as well, thank you. Uh, now, <laughs> thank uh, you. 
Brad, did you happen to hear the boner candidates earlier today? I did, yes. Oh, this will be simple for you then. Uh, I hope so. Here we go. Uh, Boner candidate number one. If you're, oh, uh, excuse me, let me start again. (laughs) You're, you're, what's the diddly dang difference? That was the uh, Texas State Fair sign that had an embarrassing mistake on it. It read, howdy folks, we're glad Y-O-U-R here. Finally, somebody pointed out, oh, no, it's supposed to be you, Y-U-O, Y-O-U, I'm tired, I'm sorry. (laughs) I had had a long night. Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. What the diddly dang difference? So they did finally fix the sign. A boner candidate number two. These items are for our members only. Uh, this is the story of a um, a teacher who took away a shirt that this little seven-year-old girl was wearing to school uh, because it represented a uh, a fraternity or excuse me a sorority, aka 1908. She didn't know what what it was. She just liked the fact that it was pink and green rhinestones, and she loved her shirt. But it was the Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, and the the woman, the, uh, the teacher, teacher who took the shirt away, said. You are not a pledged member of our society, of our uh, sorority. And they took the little girl's shirt away. And then boner candidate number three, bringing fecal matter into the United States is dangerous. A woman was stopped at the Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport because she was trying to bring giraffe poop into the country to make a necklace out of it. Yeah, apparently. And apparently it's a thing. Like, there are people that do this with they, moose yeah, droppings. Yeah. And you know why? Because they see. It's funny. No. It's poop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Brad, which one was the winner? I believe it was number two. You believe correctly, Brad. You are a winner. Yes. Uh, you get those tickets. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, it is awesome. And uh, if, you. if you have never seen IDK, uh, you will love them. They are great. Oh, it's one of my son's favorite bands. We're so excited. Oh, oh good. Yeah, Very my, cool. My kid likes them a lot, too. All right. Uh, hang on, Brad, and uh, <laughs> we'll get make sure you get those tickets. Hang on. Okay. Right. Uh, I was just... Uh, I was up in... You want to hear about going to Spanish Fork? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I went to went down there to do that remote on... A couple of minutes here. Uh, ...Saturday, and it was, it was really nice. There were a lot of exceptionally nice people there. Uh, and um, I want to bring up this uh, na- the names here. So I met the, the, this uh, guy. I think his fir- name was Chris. He was wearing the Is Potato mm-hmm. uh, shirt. Uh, he was very nice, and he ca- but he walked up to me and he said, uh, "Excuse me, are you the mayor of Mona, Utah?" <laughs> so and um, then Don Criddle? Does he think you're Don Criddle? He did for a minute. I don't- I don't no. think you looked anything like Don Not Criddle. at all. He, he thought I was Don Criddle for a moment, but uh, I disabused him of that r- very quickly. Uh, and then um, also somebody came up and gave me a dime, which was nice. Oh. Give me a dime. I think I guess I'm starting that up again. Give me a dime. <laughs> You're it's, starting it up It's again. my favorite. Well, people seem to be demanding it. so <laughs> People <laughs> insist that I take their dimes. Yes. They have dimes, and they want to give them to me. Uh, and, uh, so yeah, give me a dime. When you see me, just give me a dime. And then a guy named Mike Miller said, uh, he had this big white beard is really nice. And he said, uh, you know, I, I came over here from my house and I, I was going to bring you a present. And I forgot to bring it. And I said, what was it? He said, it was a bottle of whiskey. Well, this bottle of whiskey that I bought up in Wyoming. And, uh, I, I really wanted you to have it. And I said, well, it's okay. Next time, you know, 
maybe you'll get it to me. So b- before I left, he'd gone home and got came back with it. Wow. I got a, a picture of it. Oh, here. there it is. It's Coltiska Original Whiskey made in Sheridan, Wyoming. There's a horse on it. <laughs> yeah. And I, so I looked this up. Uh, now, first, I, I misread the label. I said, oh, it's 100 proof. I, I thought like that's that. what it says. No, it says 30. I did. You made the same mistake. Oh, yeah. It's a uh, it's 60 proof. The parentheses. 30% alcohol, only 60 proof. Yeah. It's actually a liqueur. Oh, it is? Yeah, it's kind of, I haven't tasted it. But oh, it I does re- say liqueur. I'm yeah, sure. I read about it. It's sweet. And it's been made by the Coltiska family. There's, they have a uh, uh, distillery in Sheridan, Wyoming, and they've had it since the 1800s. And it's still run by the Col- Col- Coltiska family. Coltiska. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I'll... I, I'll you know, try you it don't eventually. have to b- bring us things when you come see. I us. won't. It's, I promise. It's okay. And then, um, no, yeah, the, but I think it's. I think it's interesting that people do that, and I, I, uh, I, I mean, I think I like it because it shows that they really, you know, they think about us as friends, and sure. and they want us to try. Th- he said, "I don't drink." He said, "I don't drink a lot, but I, I really like this whiskey. I got four bottles of it in my underwear drawer." Whoa. Uh, and then uh, the the other guy that I met was interesting. It was Tyler, and he said, "I'm a remote tech for K Bear, and I but I've always wanted to meet you. And I love your show. I was thinking I'd come and work for you guys, but uh, I don't know. It seems like I might be able to get a little further because I don't know why he thinks that. I didn't think anybody worked over there. Yeah, I thought they were firing yeah. everybody. Well, who, I don't know. Who are you remote teching for? Well, that's yeah. what I was I was kind of wondering, but I didn't get a chance to ask him. <laughs> he was very nice. Uh, just kind of a young guy, you know, early 20s. I really want to go into radio. Well, okay. Good luck. Yeah. I'm not sure that's the best place to do it, but go ahead. And uh, and then uh, dozens of other people who didn't give me anything. Dozens of other dozens. People. You literally. met dozens of yes, other dozens. I I bet I bet I bet I talked to thirty five or forty. Oh, but, but 40 did, people. Did you buy a salt lamp though? I didn't. <laughs> you know, gem and mineral shows and rock shows are, are not for me. <laughs> I I walk around and there there must have been twenty five thirty vendors all mm-hmm. spread out. Big tables full of stuff, and I walk around, and it all looks the same to me. It's just all you know, it's they're the, minerals, Murray. Yeah, there's crystals, and there's some. There's some. If um, you're into geodes. it, you're into it. Yeah, yeah. Like my my youngest kid is really loves stuff like that. I yeah, I like to. I collected rocks when I was a kid, uh, but that was just like rocks that I found out. <laughs> hey, <laughs> found a rock. <laughs> it's a kind of a cool looking rock, isn't it? I remember there was a growing up there was a old guy up the block who had a rock polisher. Yeah. And uh my grandparents had one. And and for trick or treating, he'd give you a pol- rock polished, polished rocks. Rock. Well they're pretty. <laughs> so well, so when I watched It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown and Charlie Brown kept getting rocks, to me the humor was lost because mm. I well, yeah, yeah of course you'll get a rock. Yeah, because those are kind of nice. Exactly. It's yeah. pretty rock. I have a few yeah, of those. Rock. They're smooth and you can <laughs> My my brother's wife has a rock polisher and and does that and she has bowls of them everywhere. Yeah. All over the house. It's the strangest thing. <laughs> and well, and you know, I would say when I go to my brother's house and there's a there's bowl a of, rock. of rocks. <laughs> well, there's a bowl of rock sitting there. It's kind of nice to like just you pick sort of them pick up them and, up and yeah, you know it's, it's, it's feel good in your hand. And, and, you put yeah. on your cheek. And yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. 
That's that's the story. I got a rock, but a salt <laughs> lamp. I really should. I should. Get I a thought salt you lamp. were going to get one. Well, like I kind of like. I don't have any place to put it. No, really. All right. And I don't want to. I I would end up licking it. Well, then sure. maybe you ought to go to a table show. <laughs> get a table for your salt good, lamp. Good plan. All right. Good plan. All of that leftover news that you've got there. Yeah. It's time to dust it off and present it. News brought to you by... Experience the magic and enchantment of Cat and Cauldron, your premier destination for all things occult and metaphysical in Taylorsville. Catandcauldron.com. I like it. Thank you. There was a, a table or a booth right next to where we were set up at the, uh, the alternative rock and mineral and crystal show, and uh, there were a lot of odd items like little dolls that Oddities, have been made, would you say? and I said to the to the two women who were running the, the that booth, I said, "Are you are you guys witches?" Yeah. And as it turns out, they were. They were. Yeah, in fact. They were in fact witches. Uh, there's a re- reason that Walmart is um, a go to spot for so many shoppers. Not only are the prices consistently low, but you can get pretty much everything you need at one store. And if you get a lot of trick or treaters, you might be adding. Halloween candy to your Walmart shopping list this sure. month. Sure. Well, now the retail giant. You always have to say that when you're talking about Walmart. The retail giant. The retail giant is facing a report of worms in Reese's peanut butter cups sold at its store. Ooh. Is this a real thing? A massive candy I'm recall. Concerned. It's a massive candy recall. Read on to find out why you will want to take caution. Okay, I will. <laughs> A Walmart shopper allegedly found an unpleasant surprise in her Reese's peanut butter cup in an October 4 video posted on Natikataka. User at Veronica Sapiro 31 posted a video of Reese's peanut butter cup she reportedly bought at Walmart. Bought these at the Walmart, just letting people know. Please be careful buying Reese's. The TikToker said, filming photos of individually wrapped Reese's peanut butter cups with what appears to be white worms inside. Oh. This is just nasty, she said. She continued telling viewers, beware, explaining that she was opening the candies on camera to prove she didn't plant the worms there herself. Um, Best Life, I guess that's a website, reached out to Walmart. Hmm? Although, if you go to x96.com slash live, when she's saying, oh, I opened them so you can see, you could fold that back up. That's That's the... Aluminum foil wrapper. It would not be hard to fold that back. Best Life reached out to Walmart and Hershey's for comment on the claims and will update the story with their response. There have been other reports of insects in these chocolate products. In the comments section, TikTokers were equally alarmed, questioning what the expiration date on the package was and whether the chocolate was left over from last year's Halloween, just put back on the shelf. Uh, It's, um, yeah. They, uh, so there, anyway, Walmart said, you know, we're investigating. Snopes conducted an investigation in 2014 when a video of worms reportedly in Reese's peanut butter cups went viral. At the time, the brand was actively apologizing on social media per Snopes, with Reese's also explaining that infestations are an environmental problem that can occur during food storage and distribution. Other candy sold at Walmart were pulled from shelves for different concerns. You know, 70 million... Units of slime, liquor, sour, rolling liquid candy. The uh, rolling ball can detach and pose a choking hazard. I uh, Cocoa candy, rolling candy also recalled due to similar choking concerns. So 
There are candies that get recalled, and beware. Hmm. Uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. uh, is one of the most beloved holiday classics. The Tim Burton-produced stop-motion animated film starring everyone's favorite pumpkin king, Jack Skellington, <laughs> is celebrating its 30th anniversary this year. This has caused the film to receive new Funko Pops, a 4K release, and apparel, many apparel collections. And now Box Lunch has stepped into Halloween Town with their latest appeal collection based on Nightmare Before Christmas. The massive collection features over three dozen designs, ranging from shirts, sweatshirts, dresses, and sweaters. There are so many colorful characters in Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, that and Bo- Box Lunch has done a nice job of covering all the fan favorites. Most of the line uh, depicts... Uh, the iconic gothic romance between Jack and Sally and Oogie Boogie, Lock, Stock, and Barrel. It's Shock, isn't it? It's Shock, yes. Yeah, Lock, Shock, and Barrel. It says Stock. Here. It's it's S-H-O-K, and so a lot of these spell check oh, programs that people write. Even uh, Variety yeah. was wrong this morning when I was reading you that story. They had it as Shook. And uh, Zero. Uh, so it's a line of clothing, and it's kind of, it's really nice. Uh, very nice looking and all themed. It's thirty years yeah. ago. Yeah, I remember we did a premiere. We of did it. a premiere of it, and I couldn't attend. Mm. And then my mom came up to visit me. Out, out at the um, yeah Cottonwood mm-hmm. Cinemas. As my I mom came up to visit me, and I said I couldn't attend that, and I wanted to go. You want to go see it? And she goes, "Okay." So we see it. She goes, "Well." What'd you think of that? <laughs> I said I think it's going to be one of those classic yeah. movie, holiday movies yeah. that people are going to watch every year. And she, her reply was, "All right, <laughs> <laughs> you say so." It's making fun uh, of Christmas, is what it's doing. Uh, Dion Sanders is apparently aiming to make a ton of coin off of his most famous catchphrases. TMZ Sports has learned that he's now filed trademarks for the phrase "bull junk" mm-hmm. and "give me my theme music." Prime's company submitted the applications on Thursday, uh, just days after filing for the terms working or tweaking, and ain't nobody care, and others. Ain't nobody care. Ain't nobody care. Ain't nobody care. Uh, How's his team doing, by the way? Do you know? Okay. Yeah. Ain't nobody care. Much better than than last year. In the uh, applications, the NFL Legends Council says he's looking to trademark the phrases for clothing items including hats, hoodies, sleepwear, and more. What's interesting, Sanders' company has also filed a trademark for the phrase Prime Time by Dion Sanders, an indication that he's looking to come out with a clothing line of his own down the line. I would be surprised if that yeah. hadn't already happened. Yeah. he's uh, Where's he been? Because his team he was is a three thing. and two. Three yeah. and two this he season. was a thing, yeah. and then we didn't hear from him for a long time, and now we're hearing from him again. What, is he, he, wa- he was coaching at a... a Smaller college before. Uh, A sprawling English countryside mansion, once owned by Rolling Stones drummer Charlie Watts, is on the market for $9.67 million. Located near the Gloucestershire village of Agilworth, the property, known as Foscombe House, is set on 52 acres of rolling green land. The main house is a 10,000-square-foot, five-bedroom, gothic-style home with expansive kitchen and entertaining areas on its fourth, uh, first floor. All of the bedrooms are located on the second floor, while the third and final floor features a smoking room, which leads outside to a roof terrace. 
Nice. Other major buildings on the property, including a stable block that has been converted into a space for recreation. It features a sauna, a steam room, and a swimming pool. There's also a 20-car garage. 20-car garage? Has been, yeah, which has been upgraded to include a space for a helicopter. Oh, it's a garage. It's a 20-car garage. It's a 20-car garage. Yeah. Uh, Watts per- purchased the property in 1976 and lived there till 1983. Well, he hasn't even lived there since 83? Dur- during his residence, the drummer converted a 2,000-square-foot guest house into a recording studio and has been converted back into living space, boasting three bedrooms, two bathrooms, a kitchen, and a dining room. And it is beautiful. If you see, I saw a picture of it. It, it looked great. Yeah, it's it's really terrific. But if he hasn't lived there since '83, yeah, who else has uh, lived there? Can you call it, it a Charlie Watts house? Um, They're still trying to sell it with that. <laughs> no, really, Charlie Watts lived here. Uh, well, why not? I mean, he did for quite some time. Uh, I'm trying to see. It doesn't say who had been most recently occupying it. Uh, what else we got here? Um, Um, the as someone who grew up listening to Neil Diamond and sang around the campfire in an effort to woo girls during his teenage years, playing a, playing Neil Diamond on Broadway was a logical career move for Will Swenson. Utah's own. Yep. I've literally over time said to folks, including producers, I'm just waiting for the Neil Diamond musical. He got his big moment. He's been relishing it for over a year. The BYU and Cottonwood High graduate has performed in Broadway musicals like 110 in the Shade, Hair, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, Les Mis, so forth. He's been playing Neil Diamond in A Beautiful Noise, the Neil Diamond musical. It's essentially just one of those. Yeah. Where they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's mainly to do the songs. Uh, He's married to Audra McDonald. Yes, he is. No. All right. All right. That's it. We're... uh, Hmm? What? We're looking at schools for Jonesy. Yes. Um, Got your daughter. Yes. I think. And this was our Oregon trip. Oregon. To look at Reed College. Uh, that's where look. hippies go. <laughs> it is It is very liberal. Sounds like she'll fit right in. <laughs> hippies. In fact, so you, so, you, so you make appointments at these schools mm-hmm. for, for, you take a tour, uh, usually a student-led tour. And the the Reed College student led tour, um, a girl named Ariel gave us the tour, and she was telling she us did. all all of the you know great things about the school. But here's all the extracurricular stuff you can do here. We have a campus radio station. Oh, and I kept my mouth closed because this is not about me. Not we about are you. here. For... All right. What would you have <laughs> said? But I wanted to say. I wanted to go see it, and I wanted to say, I used to do college radio at the U, at KU. And, and then Ariel would have thought, thanks, Granny. <laughs> <laughs> and and she, but so I asked her about her. So, oh, well, what kind of what radio are, show are, do you... She, yeah. she said, my friend and I do a show um, called The Pirate Girls, and we, j- we only play sea shanties. There's there's Reed College right there in a nutshell. It's for you, Katie. You would love it. It's it's Katie's college radio too. It's very niche programming. That's what it is. It's uh, yeah. I don't know. I didn't know there were enough sea shanties to. Oh, you can find them. Yeah. Yep. But you go on these college tours, and it's fun to look at the parents and the kids. And and how much the kids look like the parents. You can pair them up and go, I know exactly who goes with who here. Mm. They stand the same. 
They walk the same. Yeah, you guys do. It's. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed that. Observation. So it's been seven years since I've been there. Remember when I used to go like mm-hmm. every used to go year? all the time? Yeah. yeah, we haven't been in a while. Yeah, it's been that's because you like years. the donuts there, right? <laughs> the donuts are good there. Uh, not not a post apocalyptic hellscape. But but Fox News told me that it's a liberal no, city and it's a. Yeah. I didn't trip over any heroin addicts. Not once. It was they. It, Downtown, there were washing sidewalks early in the morning. There were no... I saw a few tents, like, off the freeway, kind of, under an under homeless, an overpass. Hom- homeless camps. Yeah, but not... It was lovely, and the people were great. I don't... I feel like we're hearing the worst of... Or Fox News lied to me when yeah. they said that, it, that Portland was a... Uh, a war-torn hellscape. Yeah, I, just, I haven't heard much I, about Portland at all, one way or the other, lately. Oh yeah, Port, it's Portland and Seattle and San Francisco. Those are the ones where they always you, hit you those. Keep yeah. hearing, uh, we. Pff, it was beautiful while we were there. Uh, so we went to Reed College. We went to University of Portland, um, Lewis and Clark, and then we went down to Eugene to go to University of Oregon. Go Ducks. That's where Nike is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Isn't that? Oh yeah, it's all about oh, really? all about the Nike, Nike headquarters. Uh, an interesting thing at at University of Oregon. What well, you go to the 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 tour, mm-hmm. and they have a student welcome center. They say, "Oh, before we go on the tour, uh, our restrooms are over here," and they just say, "The restrooms are over here, not not the men's room is here, or the the women's bathroom." Mm-hmm. They just have. Stalls with yeah. locks on them. That's fine. That's good. Mm-hmm. It's fu- no, nobody. But what about the terror of uh, nothing happen? Nothing bad happens. Men There's and women just, being in the same bathroom just, no, together. You go in a little room mm-hmm. and lock the door, and it's just you and yep. and. It, but that's that's uh, that's apparently a bad thing. Like, I've been told by Fox News that you mm-hmm. can't do that. Like why 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 don't we just do these everywhere and then we can stop arguing about? This. You know how we when I went to college, how we did the college tour shopping thing. My mother drove me up to Weber State and said, "Get out." <laughs> <laughs> No, this is the whole thing. You go. There's an interview, and there's a. And we're just we're giving her all these options because there's different programs at different schools that she's interested mm-hmm. in. She wants to be a child mental health therapist. Well, and she better not go to read. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I told I told you that story. I forget who I knew that had gone there and said, "Yeah, one of the classes they offered, or one of the extracurricular things, was you could butcher a cow." You know. You well, do the whole thing and get you know yeah yeah it was part. I just thought that was you got to learn how to do that. <laughs> well, of course you do. But I mean, you don't have to learn how to do it. I think it was an option. It was probably not a required. And they don't. Course. They didn't have grades. Yeah, uh, that that it's. They still do that. They don't have grades. So for have an evaluation for parts of things you have grades, but for for other things you don't have grades. And then Just, they, they teach you to walk and stand like your family. There <laughs> <laughs> are things that they do. The students are interesting, though. Like when we went to St. Mary's in California, everywhere on campus, it was like they cast. Okay, we're, we're going to cast 
for the right students to be placed at different points on campus as we walk through for this person <laughs> to have a good experience. Because everywhere you went, people went, oh, you're here to tour? Oh, we hope you really like it here. It's Oh, it's so nice to see you. Nice to meet you. You go to Reed, and we're on the tour, and mm-hmm. there were people walking behind us going, ah, it's a tour. They always walk so slow. <laughs> hey, you hippies in a hurry to get go somewhere? Get out of the way. You hippies in a hurry to go butcher your cow? <laughs> the first thing they ask the first thing they ask is, Hey, you play hacky sack? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of hacky sack. It's really interesting to go see these different schools and how how different they And the students really do are. look different on the each campus. The students are different, you get a different You mean these liberal indoctrination yep. centers. You Why is it when when people get more educated they vote Democrat? I, I don't understand why. that. We uh you walk on the Reed campus and you go that's patchouli I smell, isn't yep, it? Yep, that is what it smells patchouli like. Patchouli oil. It's beautiful. Oh, my God. Is it? Beautiful. Where, what town is it in? Um, Portland. Oh, it is? Yeah. Reed College. Somebody says David James' daughter attends Reed. Okay. Okay. Oh, you mean the sports yeller, I David guess so. James? Yeah. Yeah, she's up there getting her, she's up there getting her liberal indoctrination. <laughs> David James yelling the sports. I'm still stuck on the sea shanty show. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear it. So, so, so you have, you have room hour. for a sea shanty show. Everybody oh. gets an hour. <laughs> yeah. Everybody gets an hour. Yeah. All right. It's, it's ride your pony. Ride. Money, money. You make it's not. You make me feel like a pony. Mm. <laughs> you like to feel like a pony. <laughs> My little pony. I wouldn't care to feel like a pony. No. Did you ever play ponies? You guys didn't play no. ponies. No. That's a girl game. I had a stick horse, I believe, at one time how do you when play, I was really little. How do you play pony? You just act like a pony. Oh. Well, we did that, but we didn't call it playing pony. We called it playing horse. <laughs> oh, you played horse. I'm riding a horse. Yeah. Or I'm a horse. No, Let's go. Yeah. No, see, I was always, it was riding a horse. Oh. I don't want to be a horse. No, you kind of want to be a horse. I don't want to be a horse. I never wanted to be a horse. <laughs> I wanted to be a real boy. <laughs> I want to. I want to come back as a horse mm. in my next life. All right, uh, let's uh, do the promo and crawl towards the exit, shall we? Tuesday. You all right? What? Oh, Sean Cassidy what fell down. Fell over there. I'm sorry. All right. Tuesday's Radio from Hell show wants you. Yes, you. It's time for another Radio from Hell X-Poll. At about 7.45, be ready to call 877-602-9696 to answer this question. What was your best and or worst Halloween? This means I get to tell my classic horrible Halloween stories. Bill, I challenge you to come up with a best Halloween story. Of course you do. Radio from Hell polling you Tuesday morning here on X96. I loved Halloween until that fateful <laughs> night. That fateful Halloween night. Uh, looks like the Beehive Band bookmobile was in Harriman this morning. Uh-oh. Anybody get a picture? Nobody got a picture. Handing out the family book, the family, the family book by Todd Parr. Hmm. Apparently, they passed out several copies. First come, first serve. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Hmm. Beehive Band bookmobile. They have all kinds of social media, website and Twitter. Yeah. And I want to get a picture of this van, though. I want to see it. All right. I think we're good. Are we good? That's mm-hmm. all business. Yep. Fine job, as always, Katie. Live long and prosper, bitches. Don't you know who I am?
Make me feel like a pony. <laughs>